the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get to it. It's a Wednesday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Joe and Duck will be on uh, here in a little bit. We're out at Duck's Garage uh, in uh, the Benton area today. As, uh, he's welcoming uh, all of his customers and and uh, his suppliers and things. They've Too bad they've already packed up all the food. There's some really good fish, good hush puppies, things of that nature here earlier and an ice cream sandwich. It was a, a good get-together. A lot of people were here, and uh, now they're back to doing what they do best, and that's fix people's cars and trucks here uh, at Duck's Garage. Duck could join us a little later on in the show, but he's done a real good job. He, he should get into radio. He went out and talked to the movers and shakers here in the area, and we've got uh, Alan Scott with us right now, the mayor of Bryant, who has joined us. And uh, how you doing today? I'm doing good, except for a little bit of weather. Yeah, you know, it's a little yeah. damp outside. Well, we could always use a little rain, right? Well, maybe, but let's wait about a month or two. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I read an article yesterday that they said that we're in a mini El Nino now, and that it's going to be wetter than it normally is all the way up to July. Then they said expect extreme drought and hot temperatures. I, I heard the same thing the other day, and that's kind of not—that's not good for anybody around here because no. there's a whole lot of construction going on around. Well, a so. lot of construction, and for the farmers, and I mean, people don't think about this, but agriculture is still one of the main, yes. you know, businesses of this state, and it's hard to get your crops in the field and and get them growing if they're drowning. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I was actually talking to uh, Leslie Rutledge yesterday, and she said her husband, who happens to be a farmer, is having an awful time getting his soybeans in. So Yeah, he's walking out in the field knee-deep in muck. That's exactly what <laughs> he's doing, absolutely doing that. So let's talk about what's happening over in Bryant. You know, Bryant, for the last few years, has been on fire as benton has caught on fire as well right you know is it still going as strong as it is has been over the last i don't know six eight years well looking at construction wise it definitely has because some of the things that we have going on right now is we have a new heart hospital being built in in our city right actually on the edge of the brenton benton bryant city limits okay. but it happens to be in bryant so that's that's something that'll bring a lot of business into we got a new new roads being constructed. We have a lot of expansion on the schools and a variety of other things. So it, it is staying real busy. And uh, never mind the traffic on Highway Five when the construct since the construction started there as well. So. Right. Well, you get down here in Benton, they got you know a big hit now as they're starting to build on and 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 fix the road from. Just uh, I-30 from right. here until they get to Hot Springs, yeah. that's going to be a mess for a while. It will be, uh, and it's kind of surprised me that RDOT decided to start that now since they're doing Highway 5 as well because uh, it, i got a feeling it might cause a problem or two for the next month, next uh, year or so, so. Okay. Well, you know, people have to go somewhere to shop. That's right. As long you as know? they stay in Bryant, I don't mind. Yeah, they <laughs> or maybe Benton every once in a while. He's not a, he, I don't think he's he can hear me. He's not paying attention. So. No, he's not paying attention so. right now. So 
What are some things that you all are having? I mean, you've got to plan for future, you know, building and things of that nature. Are people still as interested in this part of the central part of Arkansas as they have been? I think they are. And, in fact, I think they're actually more interested in it because we've been able to, in the past few years, to to work on our infrastructure. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had a flooding incident that where we had a lot of homes flood. Uh, two weeks ago, we had another flooding where maybe one-tenth of the homes flooded. So so we're improving that. We're, we're improving infrastructure, and we're just providing places for people to live right now for sure. Yeah, how do, how do you deal with the hydraulics of, of an area when, you know, you did some, somebody before you who was mayor, I mean, 20 years, 30 years ago, and they pitched the land this way or that way, and, and now you're building in the place that the water is running to, I mean, this has got to be a, a difficult thing to take care of. It absolutely is, and that's why one of the things we're looking at, we're having to look at now, is going to these older neighborhoods and redoing their stormwater systems in those areas because they weren't done back 20, 30 years ago. Basically, they'd put some curb and, and a road and call that good. And a ditch. And, and maybe, if you're lucky, a ditch. <laughs> some of the areas in Bryant, there's not even a ditch, so that makes it more difficult. Well, i got to tell you what flooding in a time like we got right now uh, this is not normal arkansas weather with no. all the rain that we're getting i think we've had well near 30 inches already this year and yeah. that's incredible amounts of i was water. talking to my stormwater guy yesterday and he said we we're like between 10 and 20 inches over normal already so far for this year so what uh, do what do they do to have the to handle that i mean well, look a, a homeowner is going to look at you all and say what are you going to do to well, fix this well one of the things that they do during the time when it's not raining is that they go out there and make sure these areas are built properly anymore and that that water flows where it's supposed to flow and if everything's done like it's supposed to that should be good but you know as well as i do like we talked about the older areas that's where the problems occur mm-hmm. so we have to go back, and during the rain events, sometimes we have to go out during those times and see exactly where this flooding happens and help with our mitigation of that so we can get some engineers in and do engineering on that. Well, you know, infrastructure work is never cheap. No, it's you not. Know, how do you go about fixing all of this that you, that you find that you need well, to change? Part of what we're doing right now is there's a fee, a stormwater fee that's assessed to every person that's a that lives in the city of Bryant, and that goes directly to stormwater issues. In addition, the city council at the last council, we mentioned to them that we wanted to use up to a million dollars of savings on, a, on some stormwater projects. So now we're in the process of engineering those projects to see what we need to do and figure out where we can put that money for the best use. So how long does it take to, to lay out, you know, an infrastructure plan? Because it's not just about where the infrastructure is being fixed but how it's going to cause maybe problems in other areas you know yeah and you do good things something else may raise its ugly head it's a never-ending job honestly it's never ending uh you, you start with the problems that you can deal with at that time and you have the money to deal with and then as you get more money or other problems arise you reprioritize and work your way through it we try to really stress on these things to make sure that we get the areas that are impacting people's homes first because that's important if your yard's getting wet that's one thing if there's water stands in your yard for a day or so that's one thing but if it 
gets in your house, that's a totally another issue. Yeah. Yes. I know I've been through several floods growing up in my life in different places I've lived with water in my house and very close to my house, and it's not a fun situation for anybody. Yeah, it's nerve-wracking for the most part. So, Mayor Scott, let's look, uh, most of the building that has gone on in, in, in the Bryan area has been in that I-30 corridor. You you, you got to be getting full in in, well, in in that area, or there's is there space? There's a little bit of space left for some some stuff. Some some industries definitely have space for some things in there. Uh, there's also some places for homes. We're actually built. Most of our growth is north of I-30. Okay. So that's where most of our growth is occurring. So, right so now. are you planning as you know the city council and you sitting down, and you know you can make decisions that uh, make people you know, decide to build here or not to build in an area or whatever. Are there areas that you're shooting at that where you want to see the, the buildings go in? Yeah, for the most part, there are. There's always some areas where we don't want buildings to go in, and that are, that are areas that flood on a regular basis. Right. And if we know that already, then why put something there? Of course, in the past, that didn't happen. You know, people just built wherever before regulations came around. So, Well, a few years back, uh, the, the city uh, made the decision to serve alcohol uh, down here in, in, in the in the Bryan area. Uh, here in the very near future, within the next couple of months, medicinal marijuana is going to be legal in the state of Arkansas. Have you all talked about this? Are you going to allow dispensaries in your area? Well, uh a couple of years ago, actually, we, we addressed that through our building code and zoning issues and because we had somebody want a medical marijuana dispensary there. And uh, in order to do it, you have to get a special use permit, mm-hmm. and you have to meet certain requirements, similar to what a pharmacy has to meet. You have to be a certain distance from schools or, or churches and things like right. that. And uh, so we made made those changes in our in our zoning code. To, to help us control that aspect. I don't foresee any medical marijuana places coming into Bryant right now. We don't have any that's in the books that I know of that are, you know, that are looking at our area. I think the closest one right now is going to be Hot Springs. Okay. How about, uh, you know, your, your police department? I'm sure that you work with your local police department and the county police oh, department. Absolutely. You've got, uh, you're, going, you're going to have a brand new, well, it's not brand new, but a, a new legal state-wise um, medicinal marijuana. Are you guys preparing for any, inc- you know, problems that you foresee? We're we're actually looking at that. Yesterday, I was in, a, like I say, I was in a meeting with with uh, Attorney General Rutledge, and one of the things while I was in that meeting, I sent a message to my HR people and my police asking. Uh, where are we on this aspect with regard to medical marijuana and how we're going to address that? Should somebody be pulled over, how can we address that? So, yeah, it's something we're looking at from an employer standpoint as well as from the safety and, and standpoint and legal. Yeah, because it's going to – did she answer any questions about when you pull somebody out over? How do you find out if they're, you know, they're, uh, you know DUI? She did not. And that, that's, that's going to be I think a tough that's, area. That's going to be the tricky area. You're basically going to have to find some levels that's in the blood. I guess I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a biologist. I'm actually a geologist by by training, and I guess you'll have to find some levels in the blood that would make it to where you're actually inhibited. I, I, you know, I really don't know on that. And has the state dealt with that yet? 
I don't think so, but I don't know. <laughs> what a big surprise. Anyway, <laughs> we appreciate your time. Well, thank you I so much for letting along. me be on here. Go out and, and, and stay dry, all right? Well, I'm going to try. I'll have to get wet first. Though. All right, Mayor. All right. Thank you very much, Mayor thank Alan you. Scott, here on Dave Ellswick's show. We come back, we'll have the, uh, the Benton Mayor on here on the Dave Ellswick show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick. Of course, the Dave Ellswick show. We're out of Duck's Garage today, out in uh, Airlane Drive is where he's located at. And uh, he'll be on a little bit later. Joe and Duck always do Wednesday on my show, so they'll be on to take your questions. Uh, he had a big uh, feast out here, fish and, and uh, you know, hush puppies and fries and coleslaw. I got here just the right time. I didn't get any fish. It, went, it was gone by the time I got here. And I got here before 1 o'clock, so there were some hungry people out here. Tom Farmer is uh, our guest from uh, Benton. He's the uh, mayor of Benton. And then we have Judge Jeff Airy, who is joining us today. He's county judge. Got some uh, same questions that I had for our, our mayor in Bryant. Let's start with you, Tom. And a uh, lot of rain this year, a lot of rain and more coming. They're saying now we're going to get another five inches. I don't know where we're supposed to put all this water. How has this uh, affected your all's uh, infrastructure and your 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 housing units and things of that nature well i'll tell you it's it's affected everything we got but more importantly it's affected our time we spent two hours this morning talking about the water and the situation and how that uh, our infrastructure was produced for a 25 year flood not a 50 or 100 year flood right and right now we're getting 100 year stuff about every other day for some reason <laughs> and and if we had the 25 year stuff we'd be in great shape at this point but you know these 50 and 100 year floods they they're getting to us so we've got we're going to do some readjusting and look at things and see where we can and can't and uh address address some of the immediate needs you know if a house is involved we want to address that first we want to try to take care of the citizens. Okay. Reach up there and move that microphone right in front of your mouth there. There we go. Now we're here. better? Yeah, we hear you really okay. good now. That's great. So with that thought, with this whole thing about infrastructure, what, how difficult is it for you as a mayor? And, and Judge, I, ask, I can ask you the same question. You've had judges before you. have had mayors before you. They've made infrastructure improvements. But those improvements in one area might be a disadvantage in other areas. I mean, how do you go back and address what somebody else has already done? Well, one thing we got to remember is the city of Benton was created over 100 years ago. And that's when the infrastructure was created downtown Benton was over 100 years ago. And since then, you know, I, we've had some vast uh, influx of people coming in. So when it was created, it could handle everything that was given to it. But now with all the new people here and the way we grow, it can't handle all that. So the infrastructure right now is not in the best shape in the world because we're overpopulated for what was first designed. Okay, so where's the money come from? That's a good question. That's, <laughs> that's, that is always the question. Yeah. Oh, isn't good. it though? You yeah. know, we've we, we got a few pennies to work with right now, but the problem is we need some $100 bills instead of pennies. 
And so our, our one of our things that we've tried to do is raise our stormwater fee from 50 cents a month to $5 a month, which will eventually, because, you know, it takes a few months to build up anything before you can have any money left. Right. And so once we get some money, we're going to start addressing some of these issues. But the other problem, is that's only going to produce about $900,000 a year. Well, some of that we've got to hire personnel for, so then you're back down to another 600000 to deal with stormwater. Or if you start a project, you're probably going to look at uh, 600000 to a $1 million. So you're behind the eight ball, so to speak, before you really get started. So it's going to take us a while to get some of these major projects done. Now, the ones immediately, like cleaning out ditches and addressing some silt buildup in some of our canals, we're going to go ahead and get started with those and try to address as much as we can as quickly as we can. But as you look out there today, We've, we've got flood water everywhere right now, and it's only been raining an hour, so it's coming down hard and fast. All right. Let's, ask, let's talk to the judge here from Saline County. And Judge, I mean, I'm, I'm, I can talk to the two mayors, and they got a pretty good tax base to, to work with. Right. The counties typically are not so lucky, and to get people to tax themselves is difficult to do. Uh, I mean, where are you all sitting as far as this kind of infrastructure? Sure. We're not any different than the, the cities are either in a, in a lot of different ways. I mean, when you're, you've got uh, standards, really, that have changed over the number of years. Years ago, uh, most development was going on and was being, everything was being designed for a 25-year event. And, uh, uh, you know, we've had a lot more than of 24, more like 50 and 150-year and events, right. uh, certainly recently, lately. So one of the things I think that is key is when you're talking about making improvements to your standards with regard to development and requiring uh, infrastructure that goes in uh, to be put in at more of a 100-year flood event rather than 25 years. That's certainly something we can do. But it's always a challenge in dealing with infrastructure that's already been there. I think one thing, uh, another key to, to, to try to work on it is for us to work on it together. Yes. And, and we actually have a meeting um, uh, tomorrow to we talk do. about a particular area. Uh, that that actually impacts not only the city of Benton, but the county and also the city of Bryant. And so we we need to try to tackle a lot of these issues, you know, regionally, so we can work on them together. Because just like what you you, you start working in one area, and what you do is you end up pushing the problem downstream, and you end up causing other problems in another development. And a lot of times those may change jurisdictions, you know, from the Benton, city of Benton to city of Bryant or the city of Benton into the county and then the city of Bryant, whatever the case may be. So we're, we're, we're going to look working at those, together, start lo- yes. work, looking at those issues and working together to say, all right, how can we go in together? And, you know, by the economy of scale, having a, a larger project, maybe we can uh, maybe, make, maybe we can do it more economically. Well, so, it's like the judge said, too, together we can do a lot more than trying to do it individually because we can only address certain issues, but then that creates problems for other parts of the county so we want to be together on the things we do and everything we do because we got to think about all the citizens of saline county yeah and so since both of these cities sit in saline county when i was i grew up in indiana and uh senator luger who then was the mayor of indianapolis and in marion county he came up with an idea called unigov and uh, the county and the cities all worked together and pooled their money together to build things. Does state law allow you guys to do the same kind of, of issue? 
know. Yeah, I I think uh, I think we can actually, depending on the project, I think that we can um, have memorandum of agreements uh, on certain projects to be able to uh, to go in together. We did that uh, on the, the on the Alcoa Road. Road project over the last couple of years. That's a that's a that's a, a road that it goes across all three jurisdictions: Benton, Bryant, and Sling County. And so, yeah, there, there's there's opportunities to be able to do that. Okay. Yeah. How about police forcing? I mean, the county. How many how many miles of roads are you guys responsible for? Yeah. So the county we're responsible for it's over 1,100 roads that covers more than 700 miles. Okay. And so to put that in perspective, Dave, I told a total group this morning, it's only 650 miles between here and Panama City Beach, Florida. So if you can just imagine when you drive to Panama City Beach this summer. All right, with you, Dave Ellswick out at Duck's Garage. We'll be here uh, for the show. Uh, We'll have some other guests join us uh, during the show. Tom Farmer, the mayor of Benton, is with us now. Jeff Airy uh, is with us right now, who is the uh, county judge. Want to talk to them a little bit more. We've been sitting here during the break. I've been talking about what was called Unigov, and you've heard me on this show talk about it before, and I think it's the the way to get to optimize the money that's available to cities and counties and things of that nature that, uh, you know, share the same land, land area. And uh, happy to know that Tom and, and Jeff are both, and the judge are both doing the uh, doing this already. Good for you guys. We try to work together on everything we possibly can. You know, it's kind of like you were asking about the police departments. Uh, both Benton and Bryant deputies are, our officers are deputized by the sheriff's department, which gives us jurisdiction over the entire county. So that's just one example. The judge mentioned our Coral Road project. All three of us worked together on it to make it possible. Uh, we got a state of the art down there with three roundabouts, and which is fantastic. We had a situation with the lighting down there. The three of us worked together to, to correct the problems and make it happen. So uh, you know, it's about working together because together we can do more. Yeah, because you know what. The voters don't care who pays for it. That's true. They just want it done. And they don't even know which section it belongs to. That's right. Yeah. They just want to see it get done. Yeah, we've had conversations. The mayor and I have had conversations about that. There's a lot of roads, and we were talking about roads before we went to the break. Uh, But, you know, you can have one road. uh, Alcoa is certainly an example, but there are many, many others that you go from one jurisdiction to the other. It's the same road. So uh, if you've got a particular area of that road that's, uh, like, let's just say this county goes in and paves a particular section of that road, but we don't communicate and talk with the city of Brent, Benton or Bryan about, hey, why don't we go in and do this whole road together? Citizen is driving down, the ro- driving down that road and is on a good section and, and then goes into a bad section and then back onto a good section. He's going, what in the world are they doing? Yeah. And it doesn't make sense, and I agree with them. And that's the reason we need to work together when we're working on projects that go across our multiple jurisdictions yes. and say, hey, let's work on this together and make improvements together. Does the quorum court and the, and the city council work together? Do they meet together? They do not meet don't together. don't meet together. but I, I, They work together. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and devise plans that have to be. What, what You're, you're going to be saddled with road construction on I-30 now for, what, two years? Is that what I've heard? Four years. Four years, all right. Now the so project's a four-year project right now. Of course, if we keep getting the rain, it's allowed to be a six-year project. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that as well. How much? How does that affect you here in uh, in the in the Benton it's, area? It's going to affect us 
big time, especially, uh, well, when school gets out, but when school takes back in, they're starting right there at exit 116, mm-hmm. which right is the beginning of our city limits, basically, where you come into the city on South Street. So and there's a school, an elementary school right there on the north side of the interstate that's going to be affected. So it not only affects the city, it affects the county because we got to reroute things. we got to work together to figure out how to get emergency vehicles to them. Uh, we've been in several meetings since uh, I guess January. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's a huge project, and 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 it affects a major corridor of not just Saline County but the entire region uh, outside of even Arkansas because you're moving people from Texas and Louisiana and back from Memphis the other way, and so uh, the, I think the Arkansas Department of Transportation has done a really good job in tr- coordinating things. We've had several safety meetings. Uh, this is going to be a dangerous project when it gets under construction. Let's just be honest with you. You go to switching lanes and closing lanes and putting up barrier walls. But, I, you know, I think that they've put as many as many self-safe uh, procedures in place as they possibly can to try to respond when there's going to be an accident in that particular short area. Yeah, we've just gone through that where I I live. I live up in Cabot. So you know what 67 167 has been yes. like going through Jacksonville and that area between Jacksonville and Cabot. It's been a nightmare, but now it's done. It's fantastic. I mean, yes. it's it's absolutely fantastic. But, uh, yeah, you're right. There's been some deaths yeah. in those construction areas, and there's been some major, major uh, wrecks. So. I'm glad to hear that you're all working together to try to lessen the impact that that's going to have. Well, it's kind of like the judge said, too. I appreciate RDOT because they've been bringing all of us together to keep us informed of the procedures and what's fixing to happen, uh, talking about a car breaking down, where they're going to put it, how, yeah. where they're going to stage it and get out there. And, I mean, just everything involved has been nothing but a positive thing to deal with situations that everyone knows is going to occur. So let, let's talk about something that's going to happen here very in the very near future in the next couple of months. Medicinal marijuana is going to start being sold here in, in the state of Arkansas. People are going to have cards that they're carrying saying that they have their, their rights to buy medicinal marijuana. Uh, lawyer Couch, David Couch, is out there. And when I had him on his show, my show, about a year and a half ago, uh, he made the prediction that in 2020 we'll see recreational marijuana on the ballot here in uh, in Arkansas. And I have the feeling that if it ever gets on the ballot, it probably will pass. I mean, are you all preparing for this? This is, this is a whole different bailiwick that you're going to be cast into here shortly. Especially with employees. And uh, our police department, I know, is uh, taking trainings to deal with the situations that arise because of it. Uh, when you pull someone over now, if they've got a prescription card, they're not supposed to be driving, but they're probably not aware. I don't know that our public is actually educated enough about it to really say that we're prepared, but we're preparing the best way we possibly can by getting as much training as we possibly can to deal with the situations that could arise. I was just talking uh, with Alan Scott, the mayor of Bryant, and he said that he didn't think that the state had even come up with any answers for you all of how to test if somebody is DWI or DUI or whatever. Right. I mean, what do you do with this? I mean, are you guys kind of flying by the seat of your pants on this one? Well, right now we're just waiting on the state to give us some guidelines, rules, and regulations because it's it's a state project. It's not just a county project or a city project. It's a statewide project, and they have jurisdiction. Okay, so 
would you like to see them come around for, you know, I mean, I, I know they can't just go to every jurisdiction and talk to you all, but maybe say in this sector of the state, you all come in for a, a presentation and we'll tell, we'll talk to you and answer questions that you might have. Would you, do you think the state needs to do something like that? Personally, I do. I think they need to centralize the meeting spots and have four or five counties in at one time and and offer what their thinking is. Right now, we don't even know what they're thinking. How about you, Judge? I, You're being awful quiet over there. <laughs> well, I, 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 agree, I agree with what you asked a while ago. Is there, is there, you know, are you flying by the seat of your pants? And I would say I, almost everybody's flying by the seat of the pants with this thing. I mean, if you look at how long it just took to uh, – figure out uh, from the state level um, you know, who was going to be the d- dispensaries and, and those type of things. Uh, I think we're all flying by the seat of our pants. Uh, um, so I think a lot of this just got to be figured out as we go along. Okay. Speaking of dispensaries, Benton going to have a dispensary? Not any that I know of at this point. Okay. I think Alan Scott said that he thought the nearest one's going to be Hot Springs for you all. I think there may be one in Hensley. Hensley? Yeah. Okay. I don't even yeah. know where Hensley is. Yeah, it's on the, on, the east, east, on the east side of Saline County. Okay. Yeah, really. All right. So I guess I'm asking is, but with your police departments, is this going to just cause a whole lot of undue problems for you all to start off with? I don't know if it would cause a whole lot of undue problems. You know, the police are ready to respond to every situation, not react, but respond to every mm-hmm. situation. That's what they're trained to do. And, you know, when you become an officer, you don't go out there and say, well, if this happens, you do this, or if this happens, you do this. But you got to be ready to respond in a professional manner. And we're fortunate enough in Saline County to have some very professional officers that are well-trained to respond to any situation that comes before them. All right, Judge, let me ask you, what are some of the infrastructure problems that are facing the county that aren't city-related? Infrastructure in, in, in general. In general? Yeah. Well, well, certainly one of the big things that I have to deal with are, um, are county roads, and this is not anything any different than the city is, but, it, you know, it, it, those are my issues. Uh, county roads and drainage are, are huge. Um, you know, I think overall, as a county, and talking about Bitten and Bryant and all the unincorporated areas, um, it's, it's it's kind of a struggle for us. But it was certainly something that came up in a in an economic development yes. study that we did a few years ago that talked about um, visual pollution. Okay, that's exactly what the, the the words that they used in the economic development study. But that's just how how people uh, take care of and keep their properties, as well as uh, you know how beautiful your community is sure people want to live in an area and want to invest in an area that is that is that looks good yeah you don't want to move in and you got a guy that lives next to you and he's got a couple of refrigerators on the porch and, <laughs> so there's and a couple of cars in the front yard there's an issue that i that i have to deal with on a daily basis that's it that that is similar to what cities are dealing with but i don't have the infrastructure really or the methods in place to be able to deal with it because we don't really we have we don't have any really strong code enforcement uh, ordinances out in the unincorporated areas simply because people live out in the county because they don't want to be over regulated they don't want to have to and, deal and, with the city so and, that's I, right. <laughs> and i and i get that but and, you know but so how do you find that balance and and so i i, I you know there's nothing more uh, there's nothing that 
that's a, more difficult than to imagine having to walk on somebody else's property and telling them how they should keep their particular front yard or backyard. That's a pretty difficult conversation to have some with somebody. Yeah. I don't necessarily want imagine. somebody to come up on my property and talk about <laughs> how I'll keep my backyard or front yard or the, those type of things. But, uh, but how to approach that? And, and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm talking about it, but I don't have an answer. Just to, just to be straight up. And a lot of that's up to the quorum court, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But then whatever it is that they come up with is left on my shoulders yeah, to regulate. Yeah, you got to be the one that goes <laughs> on and regulates everything exactly. out the way and try to keep everybody happy. Yeah. And, you know, somebody who lives next door to their neighbor and their, their grass is four inches tall, they might have no problem with it. Somebody else said, well, it shouldn't be above two inches. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we all know that. Yeah. We've all done or. You're too much. You got too many big trees. My pool. You're keeping the sunlight off my pool. I bet you that can come up. You can get well. a little bit crazy with it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine as far as that goes. Guys, I appreciate you coming by and sitting down. I hope in the future you make yourself available and come into the studio and sit down and talk about these issues. Keep people up to date on what's going on with I-30 and and of course keep us up to date on what's going on with the medicinal marijuana as it it comes into the area. Uh, appreciate you coming by. Tom Farmer, who is the mayor of Benton. Jeff Airy, who is the judge of Saline County. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Thanks Dave. guys. We appreciate uh-huh. it. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a moment. All right. We are back at Duck's Garage here in Benton. Uh, we've had uh, the mayor of Benton, the mayor of Bryant, and the uh, Saline County judge, Jeff Airy, has been with us as well. Uh, a lot of simil- uh, similar problems between the cities and the county. county. Uh, the one thing that I found interesting, and I'm going to bring this up uh, tomorrow with Jr. when he comes on, the governor's spokesman, is I'm, I'm hearing from, well, we've heard from both the mayors and now the judge, that um, they don't feel like the state has done enough to explain how this whole medicinal marijuana thing is supposed to play out in their particular counties and in cities. And uh, they're hoping that there'll be some kind of um, meeting held with training, law enforcement training and training and things of, of that uh, that nature. So, you know, they got to find out uh, with that and see how uh, that, that will work. So uh, they got to get something together because... Well, speak, speak, we're, we're only about a month out here. Oh yes, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's coming close. It's coming real close. And and speaking of that, Dave, uh, speaking of uh, the the governor and Jr. Yeah, they need to check into this health care system for uh, handicapped kids. Mm-hmm. I got a nephew; he's handicapped. Well, they put him over with some insurance company. He's on Medicare. Well, they put him over with some insurance company, and they won't pay for his medicine. Okay. It had been paid for, and my sister has talked to Kim Hammer and talked to two or three other ones, and they know it, and a lot of the doctors around Mississippi County won't take them no more because they hadn't been paid Okay. by this provider. All right. And, uh, you know, this one medicine is my nephew. He is uh, uh, he has bad seizures, real bad. Okay. And only this one medicine that he can take is the only thing that stops him. But they say they're not going to pay it no more. This new company, and I can't remember the name of the company. She said, but uh, Kim Hammer knows all about it. He's I've talked to him. She's talked to him, and well, Kim's going to be on today. He will. So He'll be on here in a little bit. I'll ask him about it. 
Yep. And uh, let him talk about it. Yep. But uh, thanks, Dave, for coming out today. Yeah. I appreciate you, even though it's on a rainy day. It's all right, man. I'm kind of get used to you and I getting together on rainy days, especially this year. <laughs> yeah, here lately, no here lately, it's been pretty regular here lately. All right, you going to give something away? Yeah, we're going to give a flashlight away. Okay. Yeah, those are nice. One man. of these flashlights away. Okay, and it's going out to uh, who we got? Uh, must must be a doctor. Um, yeah, I can't read it neither. N, I think that's N-I-C-H, Nick. Uh, and it's somebody from North Little Rock. Uh, in the in the um, or from on Paul Eels Drive, just so that they know. Does it got a phone number on it? It does. All right, I'll so call them. You guys them. can call them and let them know I'll that they got that. Call them and talk to them. But that's for a flashlight. Okay. Uh, we're going to give away a couple. Give away something else here. Yeah. He's reaching into the box. We we're too cheap to come up with a with a squirrel cage. Uh, Shane Gibbons, Shane Gibbons of Benton. What they win? Flashlight. Another flashlight. Okay. Yep. So we've done that. Now, this is from earlier. We, They had good food out here, man. I'm just telling you, they had some good food out here. And I think they still got a few ice cream sandwiches and yeah, Nutty Yeah, we got buddies. that and some cookies and stuff. Yeah, we got they, some different things. 210 people showed up. Now, that's good, man. Yeah, that was. Here, we're going to give another flashlight away, Dave. Okay, let's do that one more here. And it's Lynn Smith. Lynn Smith on Hines Lane in, is that Percy? Yeah, it's, he works for the county. Okay, so we'll give All him right. that. We'll give another All right. couple more away here in a minute. All right, so we got uh, plenty of flashlights to give away. Yeah, I got 10 of them to give away. And the main prize is going to be a Yeti cooler uh, that's a, uh, uh, I mean, a Turkey, Turkey Federation cooler. Okay. It's a light-up cooler. Yeah, they they walked deal. in. By the way, when they walked in, yeah. I asked them uh, who was getting the transplant. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got that, and it has some glasses in there, some in a cap, and a couple of the odds oh, and ends. Very nice. Plus, they also get a mat when you turkey hunt. You lay the mat down to sit. You know, if you, it's designed for you, you and your kid to sit on. Oh, okay. When you turkey hunt. That's what it's designed That's for. That's always but, nice because yeah. there's, there's a nice yeah. to put something between you and the and, and the and the fire ants. The, the ticks. Yeah, and the fire ants. Yeah, and the fire ants. Yeah. So don't, we're, don't we're do that and uh... and don't do like Wild Man did. Wild Man one time went out and his buddy sat down on a, a baby rattlesnake. Ended up getting bit. Oh man. And I won't I won't go into specifics about where the bite was at. But it, was, <laughs> it was not fun. Let's just put it I that can way. Ima- you know, can you imagine sitting down on a rattlesnake? No. I can't. I mean, that would I don't even want to be close to a rattlesnake. Well, me neither. Most especially sitting down on top of one. And baby rattlesnakes are worse than full-grown yeah, rattlesnakes. Yeah, because they give it all to you. Yeah, they don't, you they get don't all the venom. Back. Yeah, yeah, they say the full-grown ones will just give you a little bit most time. Unless you provoke them real bad, then they'll, they'll hit you pretty hard. But mm-hmm. but we've had a good time today, though, Dave. We've uh, finally got the shop straightened back up and ready to go back to work now. So <laughs> Everybody you say, we're going to have a party. And everybody goes, oh, no, we know what that means. Yeah. We've been cleaning since Monday. Actually, I've had my cleaning guy. He's been here for two weeks cleaning. Wow. Just uh, Door cleaning. jams and everything, right? He cleaned all the door jams, cleaned all the window seals, cleaned all the lights in the offices. He's been cleaning the outside. 
I walked behind the scrubber yesterday for about five hours, scrubbing the floors. We all we was all scrubbing floors, but I was walking behind the scrubber. I wasn't swinging no mop. I got a kick out of uh, what you said. One person came in and said, "Man, it's brighter in here," and you yep. just said, "No, it's because the floors clean. The floors are clean, so you yep. you can see what uh, what's going on." All right, we're going to take a break here in a moment, uh, so I'll let everybody know that we'll have a, a break and then we'll have uh, the news. And when we come back in the next uh, hour, I think we're going to get Joe over here as well with Duck, and we'll sit here and talk about cars. If you've got a car question, you can ask them. Just sit, call the same uh, question or same number as you normally do, 823-0965, 823-0965. And then we want to thank already the uh, mayor from Bryant, the mayor from Benton, and the uh, county judge here from Saline County, all stopping by and talking to us and some of the problems that they're working on. And they hope that uh, the folks that live in these areas understand that they plan for a 25-year flood, yes. and they're getting 100 and 110-year flood things happening right now with all the rain that is falling and uh, I can just tell you, all of them carry worried frowns on their foreheads, yeah. trying to figure out what they're going to do with the water that's falling and, today. And another thing, too, Dave, there are the, the two mayors are new mayors. You know, Tom Farman, he was uh, he worked for Bryant Bus District, and then uh, Alan Scott was a school teacher. Yeah, you know, and and they've got to get they've got to get everything figured out. You know what to do too for themselves, but they're both all three of them are good people, real good people. All right. Well, let's get to, to the news, and then when we get back, we will continue our live broadcast from Duck's Garage in Benton. Hope that uh, you just stop by and say, hey, and we'll say, hey, back at you. Or you can call in and ask questions about cars in the next hour, David Lucas in the final hour, and somewhere in between, State Senator Kim Hammer will be by here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, the Dave Ellswick Show. We're out of Duck's Garage in Benton, and uh, he's having an open house right now, basically uh, about what's going on as far as uh, the car show that's coming up that's uh, about four weeks away, if I'm not mistaken, from Saturday, is it? It's over three weeks. Three weeks? Yeah, June 1st mm -hmm. is what it's going to be. So uh, you got to be uh, – it's got to be tough. I mean, really, it's 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 got to be tough for people because um, if you're not signed up by the day of the show, I'm going to tell you what it's going to be tough to get in. That's what I. That's kind of how I feel about it. See, Joe, you feel that way? You think people, if they don't sign up uh, a little bit earlier now, that they could find it tough to get into the show? Well, I I think that you know your pre-registration makes it easier when you get there, right, Doug? Yeah. Because you come in, you say, oh, I'm already registered, and I got my number. You can go park. We'll park you, and then at your convenience, come back up there. Fill out your paper. And, and turn it in and get your all, all your judging sheets, and, and it's it's just more convenient for everybody. Yep, and, and the building will hold about 100 cars and pickups and trucks and stuff like that. But, you know, if you want a spot inside, you better get early. Yeah, that's what we're thinking, you know, especially if the weather's nice, which we've yep. got our fingers crossed on that. Yep. I was proud to get through with lunch today before the bottom fell out of it. And yep. We just about made it just about on time. And so. the bottom did fall out. Yeah, it, it was thundering <laughs> and lightning. Doing that when me and you came yeah, in. Yeah, just as we came in. Yeah, it was starting to really rain. In fact, yep. you came in about 
five minutes after I did, and you yeah. were a whole lot wetter than I was. Absolutely. You know, you were you were wet. Yeah, I just want everybody to understand that the the bumper to bumper car show now is getting to the point where there's a lot of people that want to be in this car show. Well, it's a good event, Dave. We, yeah. We give away a lot, too. You can at least get uh, giveaways from the CSCs themselves, their swag they're giving away, pens, pencils, uh, T-shirts, whatever. Frisbees. Frisbees, anything you can think of or something there. Plus, we all give away something of a, a monetary value of anywhere from 50 to 100 bucks. And so if you've got 10 of us there doing that, you're going to have another $8,000 in giveaways as well as the raffling off the two TVs and then uh, all the swag you will Yeah, get I keep forgetting around. to mention that to everybody, that we got, you know, two 65-inch flat screens that we're giving away. Uh, that's courtesy from Dewdrop down yeah. in, in Pine <clears throat> Bluff. And we, uh, you know, Philip uh, doing Ken Phillips doing his thing down there. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool, $2 a draw. Uh, to get your get in this thing, and all the money that's raised through the drawings is going to uh, the Ronald McDonald House as well. Yeah, you just have to be present to win them TVs. So if you yep. buy a raffle ticket, hang out till we give them away. And we'll be giving one away earlier, probably around 11 or so, and then give the other yep. one around 1, yeah, something one, like yeah, that. Yeah, somewhere along in there. And, 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 oh, by the way, don't, don't uh, forget that we'll be on for two hours that Saturday from 8 yep. o'clock until – uh, 10 o'clock for the car and truck doctors, because we always do that when we have the car show, so that we can get information out to you if we have to. So know that we're the place to come and listen to if it's pouring down rain or something about, you know, sure. how we're going to you know bring you in and get you set up and things of that nature. And the good thing about that building, you can drive in one door, unload your stuff, and go out the other door. Yeah, it's really you know, good. You, it's... You, you get to unload. If it is raining, you can unload inside. If it's seems, raining, yeah. Seems to me the first year that we did out there, it rained. We had biblical rain. Yes, we did. Kind of yes. like what we've having lately. Quit at eleven o'clock, and the sun came out. And it was a beautiful day, and we still had quite a group of cars that showed up. It was a good car show, and uh, we had a, an enormous walk-in, folks. Oh, that a come ton from of Conway people came. And around there because it was raining. They couldn't yep. do nothing else on Saturday, <laughs> yep. so they come down there, and we had a big time. Yeah, it was, it was great. A good well, you time. know, it's like last year. We had 168 cars that showed up to be judged, but I I bet you there was probably 4,000 people that walked in just to look. There was a bunch of folks. I don't know the exact yeah. number, but if you have if you have 150 cars, you've got a minimum of 300 people there. Yeah. Each car brings two people. Yeah generally, or more. Plus, you've got the bumper-to-bumper staff that's there helping run it. Plus, you've got the Rock City Cruisers people there. Plus, you've got all the CSEs there. If you got 10 of them, if there's four people per one of them, that's another 50 people. So, oh. in your head, you could you could add up that there is yeah. a, a minimum of, of 800 to 1,000 people there just for that. Without any trouble. I mean, you can, yeah. you can, you know, you can add a bunch of people just right off the bat, you know, for that, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's a long ways down there. Uh, it's it's a long way to get there, though, ain't it, Joe? Yeah. For us, I mean, yes. we've been working on it since back in January, and mm-hmm. you know, and uh, kind of like you know, Joe has his party next at his shop in a couple of weeks. It is. Yeah. You know, then people don't realize what it takes for me or you one to get ready to have to have the radio show. You know, which I also have a a open house deal at mine because customer appreciation day. Sure. You know, so uh, we've been mopping and cleaning and 
and scrubbing the floors. He has not let me forget this, Joe. He had been talking about this since I got here. I walked behind that scrubber yesterday for five hours. But but it's clean, you know, and it'll be clean for a while. Then, you know. Everybody that has one of these wants their place to look nice. And and it is a lot of work to do that. It is a lot of work. Yeah, because it's typically, you know, a a high-traffic work zone. Yes. Yeah, and saying I work on 18 Wooders, so they're nasty anyway. Yes. I mean. You get that black oil on 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 the concrete, it stains it. I mean, you, oh, absolutely. You know, and uh, you know, so uh, and then a diesel truck is just dirty. I mean, uh, you know, always dirty. And well, you worked five hours yesterday, and you did a great job. Okay, yeah, oh, it looks well. good. <laughs> it looks really good. So now you know you didn't do it for nothing. Okay, all, all, all the other guys, they was mopping and swinging, and yeah. And then my one guy, he's been there for two weeks. You know, off and on cleaning and mopping and stuff. So, but they done a good job. It looks good, and you know, we had a. We had a fantastic time, uh, you know, had a 210 people show up. I came, I got here, and I had a little bit to eat, and then I was talking to your wife about her Z car that she's got, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, I heard that you put duck on probation about driving it. I'm not allowed to drive it. Dude, I I heard another half-hour story about that. Oh, yeah, I got scolded. <laughs> I, got, I got disbarred from driving it. <laughs> All I did was put one little scratch on it, Dave. No, no, you don't want to do that with her brand new car. Oh, it ain't new. It's it's oh six model. It's but new to her. Yep. And <laughs> you're talking about that. Uh, my wife Susan's got a. Uh, she just got a, a a new Lexus for her. It's not a brand new one. It's an older one, but you know, had sixty thousand miles on it. GPS in it, and me and one of my buddies went to breakfast in it one morning, and Uh-oh. so I punched it a little bit. Boy, you can't trust them GPSs. They all got a telltale on them. <laughs> so she knew we drove it, so next day she says, I looked at that telltale. Just how does it handle it about 97? <laughs> I just looked at her and said, pretty good. <laughs> Smooth. So I got in trouble for that, so she don't, she well, don't let me drive out anymore. <laughs> see, Dave, I ain't the only one gets grounded. Yeah, see? I got gotcha. you. So she finally gave up pickup truck she had? Yeah. Well, she loved that pickup truck. Yeah, well, she it, hers was a little uh, SUV. She liked that, but she likes this one a little bit better, and... Uh, it's got a little bit more gear on it that she likes. You know? She had it was pretty. It was so we pretty still got purple. the little purple truck. Oh, she still got the little purple. Oh, she still got. She that's never, what I'm talking no, about. No, she's not got rid of that. Oh, okay. We washed it two Saturdays ago because it ain't <laughs> been washed in eight months in in the garage. <laughs> yeah, they ain't had hundred miles put on it, but we washed it. <laughs> you know, so we had washing day there, and it's kind of funny. Her two cars got washed, and mine didn't. What's wrong with that picture? That sounds about normal around when it my comes, house. When it comes to your wife, there's nothing abnormal about and that. That's what she <laughs> said. Well, we got mine done. I'm going to go in for a little while. I'm tired. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm proud to know I ain't the only one gets grounded from yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty good. 97, huh? Yeah. yeah. It, it told on you, didn't it? It, it? it got there real quick, though, Dave. <laughs> didn't seem like it. All right. Okay. She so didn't know all the answers, Dave. Well, it's got a, it's got that sport button on it, stiffen suspension up, and you manually shift that transmission. So I was kind of running through the gear. They got the pedals attention. on the steering wheel. Yeah. yeah. So I was kind of playing with that a little bit. I didn't wasn't watching the 
the speedometer or anything like that. I was just going through the gears to see how it felt, you know. Well, lucky for you there wasn't a county police officer out there watching the speedometer. I, I was uh, very leery of that. There was one stretch there between <laughs> where we went to eat at. There's a long straight stretch, yeah, yeah. and you can see for about two miles that there's no nothing there, nobody coming. Right. You feel a little safe, but, yeah, we don't want to get in that kind of trouble. With the yeah, yeah, yeah not, not anymore. I did that back when I was a much younger man, and yes. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, Because, you know, back then I didn't have a family or anything like that, so it didn't hurt as much when I paid the, the ticket, but now it hurts. When but you hey, get older, priorities change, for sure. It does, absolutely. All right, let's get a break in, and then we'll come back. And if you got a question about a car, 823-0965, 823-0965, that's the number to talk to Duck or Joe here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we got about 21 minutes after 3 on a Wednesday. It's hump day, middle of the day, over the hill day. We are closer to Friday. Finish day. Than we were on uh, Monday. What? Finish day. Yeah, finish day, Friday. Same yep. thing. Get a couple of days off. By the way, did I show both of you? Did I show you my deck now that it's been finished? Yes, you did. Dave. What did you think? My son-in-law did a Hi. fantastic job, didn't he? Beautiful job. Looks really good. He should get out there and be proud of that. He should get, well, he is, believe yeah. me. He's real proud of it, That's and good. rightly so. And my granddaughter helped and did a lot of work, so uh, she made 20 bucks out of the deal, and she was happy. She, oh, that's good. I hadn't talked to her about it. I just I just paid her for what I thought uh, the work that she had done. So How do you get by paying her only $20? Because I'm, I'm grandpa. <laughs> I understand. Grandpa don't have a lot of money. I've been telling them that since they were little tiny tights. <laughs> I tell mine that too, but she don't ever believe it. <laughs> so anyway, she got her job now. She's working for Texas Roadhouse. Oh really? How yes. old is she now? She's sixteen. Oh my God! I don't believe that. She's got her job. She's a you know when you go in, she takes you back and puts you in your seat. Oh. She told me she's pop on you come hostess. in. You got to tip me when you come in. I said, Oh no, I ain't tipping you. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a hostess with yep. the mostest now, yep. huh? She got her job, Texas Roadhouse. Seems she told her mother that she liked it, so told, that's good. Papa don't have to give her money now. Yeah, right. well, that's good. It's good. That it won't last very long, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it don't those, last long. Some of those first uh, jobs that you get, typically they're not your favorite jobs. She seems to like this job. I mean, well, she's kind of like her papa. She likes jabbering too much and. So, you know, and they're she supposed likes to, her paycheck. Well, they're supposed to, when they're walking you to the table, they're supposed to ask you this is the first time you've been there. And they you get know. points if you say, this is my first time. Then she starts to spill, you know, well, you know, we have this and we have this and we have that, you know, off, off the menu. Because right. She has to know the menu. They give her a test on the menu. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, but every time they get someone that's new in there, then she, she gets some kind of points or something or other. And then after so many points, she gets something, so. But she seemed to like it, so that's all that matters. Okay, so they got bonuses for them. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But anyway, the, uh, my deck looks better. It does look good. I've seen the picture. I'm just telling you, it looks better than it has ever looked. It, yes, it, it looked looks good great. When, looked good when it was first built. But with that dye, the, uh, the uh, you know, the redwood stain. redwood stain that we use, it looks just stands makes it stand out. out. It pops. Yeah, it makes it stand looks out. It's really good. I'm hoping to open my pool up. I got an above ground pool. Don't think I got a, a in ground pool. I can't do that. I live on top of a ridge, and about eight inches into the soil, we hit uh, rock. Rock, 
And if I wanted to pay another twenty thousand dollars, they would have chipped it out of there. Hammered it out of there. Yeah, but but they would not guarantee they wouldn't crack my slab of my house. Yeah. Really? So well, I guess when you part, start beating it that hard, though. Yeah. You know, I start figuring that better to have a a doughboy above ground than to have a cracked you know Floor. slab. Didn't want to do that. Well, I'll be honest with you. That's what I have, Dave, is an above ground with a deck around it. And yeah. I like that. I like it, too. I mean, I don't have anything. I mean, I can't. It's nothing I can't do in the one I have now That's that it. I could done uh, with the, the in ground, ground. Except I don't have to clean dirt out of the above ground. And I just know with the way the water runs on my land, anytime we had rain like this, you're going to get dirt in it. You're going to have mm-hmm. to go in there and clean it all out. And. That, my friends, I found out real fast, is a job mm-hmm. if you got to go in and clean out. I've got one of those little, you know, ones that you just drop into it, and it runs, runs around, around the bottom. A little robot? And, and yeah, and does all mm-hmm. the cleaning for me. I don't, I don't have to get in and yeah. my waders anymore and, yeah. and suck that stuff off the bottom and stuff. After I did that a couple of times, I thought, you know, now I know why people kept telling me this was a black hole. <laughs> When I put it in, <laughs> it's a, a lot of pit. it's a lot of work. I'm just telling you, there's work, work involved. Uh, some of the uh, water systems I have today, I've got a uh, salt water system on mine. How is that? I like it. It's uh, you get it started, pull the cover off of it. The water was clear, filled it up the rest of the way, put the uh, bucket of stuff in there to initialize it, and yeah. then once a once a week, I put two little bitty uh, bags in there. Shock. No, it's a pH balancer and some stuff like that. Okay. And then it's got a uh, atomizer on it that it controls the salt in that pool with a uh, uh, copper balance. Really? Yes, it's it's a really neat deal. You'll never have any chlorine in there's It makes natural chlorine through that process, and then you just have to check it once a week. Put your two little things in there, and if it's you know if you had a lot of rain or like we have, yeah. you might have to add a little bit of this or that to it. But that's all. So are you basically if, if you it's open not a lot of rain, yeah, so, yep. yeah, I got to get mine open. We we got some people coming out to. I looked at the water temp on, on it uh, yesterday, and it was eighty degree water. Wow, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Still, it's going to feel pretty cool. cool. Yeah, <laughs> about uh, eighty five. Depending on the ambient temperature outside. Right. You want to be about 10 degrees below, 10 or 12 degrees below body temp. But your ambient temp outside needs to be, you know, 80, 90 degrees. Sure. Otherwise, when you get out, you're going to be real cold. Yeah, you go. So coming out of the bottom of Lake, uh, uh, Bull Shoals Lake, the yeah. water's a little bit colder than that day. Well, yeah, the dam. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's Probably real 51 cold. or 2 degrees. 52 degrees the other yep. day when we was up there. Yep. I'm going to tell you what. The last time I went trout fishing on the white up there. It was cold. The eyes on the reel were freezing over. Mm-hmm. It was cold, but, boy, the fish were biting. You know, they bit good. Uh, we got up here Tuesday afternoon. Uh, all the guys, you know, they were talking about how good the fish was Wednesday and Thursday and then Friday. They knew it was a weekend. They, they couldn't, none of them, catch take a fish. Take some time off. Take they tried everywhere in the world to catch fish and couldn't catch no fish. I mean, it, even the guides would come in. I'd ask them, y'all catch any fish? they nope. Hmm. Uh, you know, so. You like trout? Nah, not really. Man, I love trout. I, I think I it's up. better if you cook it right there on the side of the bank. 
if you ever freeze it and then try and cook, I don't think it's got the same taste. How about you, Doug? I, you know, we used to go up there to the White River up at, up at uh, Cotter, and we'd take and gut them and then pack them full of rice and put uh, lemons and peppers and onions and everything in it. Yeah. Wrap it up in aluminum foam and throw them on the fire. Now, I liked them like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I catch them, cut their heads off, slice, slice their belly out and open, clean them out inside, debone them, throw them in a bag, freeze them up, and then I put them on a grill. Let me tell you what, when they're grilled, mm-hmm. they're really good. Yeah, it's, that's some eating there. And don't come around because I don't share. Okay. <laughs> I don't share the trout. Man. That's good. That's good. Just good. That's good fish. I mean, I a lot of people say they want to do, you know, catfish. And catfish, is, as far as I'm concerned, it's just, it doesn't have much of a taste to it, catfish. Now, trout got, got some taste to it. It's mm. good. It's good fish. Okay. What are we giving away? Flashlight. All right. Brett Coder. So Brett Coder's winning himself a flashlight. We've got time for one more here before we get to the news. What do we got here? We've got Cody Sorrell from Benton. Congratulations, Cody. You're a winner of a flashlight. You want to get these. These, these are good flashlights that you, you're going to have. You can keep this in your car. All right, let's take a break. Let's get the news. We'll take 60 seconds, find out what's going on in the world, and then we'll come back. All right, we're back with you here at Duck's Garage. You have a question for Duck, 823-0965. 823-0965. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. At 5 o'clock, don't forget, David Lucas is going to join us. Uh, he's going to talk a little bit about Social Security today. You won't want to miss that. And uh, here between now and uh, 5 o'clock, uh, State uh, Senator Kim Hammer will be stopping by to visit with us and in the interims, we'll be hearing from uh, Duck and from uh, Joe, and uh, right now, Jerry's here. We talk about Jerry all the time, and he lurks out there. I listen <laughs> in a lot, don't he's, I? He's always out there, you know. <laughs> he always sends us a text, too, He's stalking me. He stalks me constantly, but that's all right. I don't mind it. It's nice to know I'm loved. Yep. Mr. Roca, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Dave, and yourself? I'm doing fantastic. What's going uh, going on in your neck of the woods? Well, been pretty busy. Um, lots of things going on. We just got over our, or just had our hundred uh, year anniversary convention. That was very cool. You know. I bet yeah, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I lose track of time. Anyway, I had a pretty pretty big event. A lot of uh, things going on. A lot of celebration. A lot of stories. Fletcher sh- uh, shared some stories about the uh, previous management of the company. You know, years back, how yeah. we started. Kind of how we went through the years, progressed, and where we are today. It was really interesting to hear his story. Did he you know? Did he talk about what they were expecting for the next hundred years? Well, uh, a little bit of that. Most of it, though, was just to celebrate how we got hundred. You know how we got that hundred year. You know benchmark. But uh, yeah, there were some things about the future. We had uh-huh. several people that spoke and gave presentations about where we're headed with uh, e-commerce and computers and stores computers in our stores and where we're going there yeah there was a lot of that going discussion so can you believe how much it has changed in the last oh 15 man years? yeah it has changed a lot it really has and i've seen a lot of changes i'm i'm no um spring pioneer chicken. but well i'm not a spring chicken either but i'm not exactly <laughs> a pioneer like those guys yeah. were but, but anyway yeah there's been a lot of changes in the parts business as with a lot of other businesses yep. a lot of changes in the repair business of a course. lot and it changes so. every day 
Yep, yep, going to continue it, to change. It, it, it's so. something different every day, you know. It don't matter. You can have five cars or five pickups or anything, and they all have basically the same problem, but it's something different to repair them every time. Yep, yep. And that's why it's so important for these guys to, to stay on top of their game with training, you know, the equipment, the right equipment to work on the vehicles and training. That's where we come in with this program, the Certified Service Center program, as these guys can attest. You know, it's so crucial for them to keep up with the technology because it changes constantly. Okay, so are you guys bringing drones anytime soon to, del- <laughs> to deliver their parts to them? I mean, Amazon.com, is, they're skatekeepers, well, and they're going to use drones. Hasn't been any discussion about it, but you never know the way things are changing. You just don't know what to expect from one day to the next. How difficult you know. is it now? Because cars are changing rapidly right mm-hmm. now. I mean, we're moving into a new age of automobiles. How difficult is that for somebody like Bumper to Bumper who has to stock parts? How how do you guys decide oh, what to put on the shelf and what not to put on the shelf? Well, there's there's a company called RL Polk, I believe it is Polk, that is the uh, company that help, helps us with inventory, you okay. know, uh, sourcing. Uh, but it's just uh, with the I'm not in purchasing the purchasing department, but it's a full time job. We've got a number of people in purchasing, got a head of purchasing, vice president of purchasing. Those people are just working constantly trying to keep up with not only the new parts in demand for the vehicles because uh, we typically and these guys know this joe and duck knows this we typically take over after the vehicle gets out of warranty okay, okay? so we have to get up to that point keep up to that point with the right parts the right depth of parts you know so it's a uh, it's not just the, the what type of part or the right type of part it's the depth that you have too because you got to keep up with the demand you know yeah and, and you know so with the many stores that y'all have you can't just have one at the warehouse. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, go. Yeah. You know, if 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 I'm selling them and Joe's selling them and you know everybody's selling the same part and you know and if you have just one, then you know you, you know you, you got to be able to stock. Yeah. I need I need thirty of these on stock all the time or something. That's though. right. And our vendors help us with that too, Dave. To answer the second part of that question, um, they're very instrumental in helping us with that too because they keep they have to keep up with it. A lot of them are OE suppliers for okay. these parts. You know, so they're very instrumental in helping us with with keeping up with that, too. For my listeners, how many uh, bumper-to-bumper certified service centers are out there that you guys are dealing with on a daily basis? Uh, In our market areas, as far as um, the RPI replacement parts, our parent company, Coburn Game, the bumper-to-bumper independent stores like Evans here in Benton, uh, typically we've got about 300 in our total markets. Uh, bumper to bumper nationwide is better than three thousand. Wow, you know? that's a, that's yeah. a lot of parts. That, Joe might know that, the accurate number more than I do. He's he sits in on the council, you know, the advisory council, but I know that there's more than three thousand. Yeah, thirty five hundred. Thirty five. There you go. I told okay. you he knew. He knew it immediately. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's so, a lot. That's a lot of parts. It is. That's a lot of it moving is. parts it too. Is. It really is, and not just you know you're looking at certified service center. You know that's what I do, obviously, and that's what we call. You know, our, our cream of the crop, you know, customer of the shop. That, customers. That's right. That's correct. But we also have all the other customers we do business right, with. You right, right. We've got other great customers, shops. We've got paint. We sell paint. We sell heavy duty, you know, uh, not to the extent that Duck does, you know, the kind of stuff he does. We have a, we do supply him with a lot of stuff, but, but there's a lot of the uh, lighter heavy duty parts that we get involved with. So there's a lot of markets that we serve and, and a lot of parts that, that are needed. So when so. they had this uh, 100th anniversary, did people, did anybody get up? I'm sure they did, got up and said, we never envisioned 
where we're at now. Yeah, not necessarily got up and said that, but there was discussions about it, you know, afterwards and before. And but yeah, yeah, there was some of that going on, Dave. Um, I can't, I can't imagine, you know, a business that's been in business for a hundred years and is still meeting the demands of their customers and, yeah. you know, and keeping everybody that's supplied absolutely. the way they need to be. So See, look, I just got not, just, just not just not just auto parts, but companies in general that last 100 years, you know, through generations. And we've got family, family heirs that are still involved in the company and has been promoted. You know, recently at this convention, there were some people promoted that were family members. So that you don't see a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, most of it sell out. I'm sorry. And, and another thing, too, when they first opened it, you know, they probably had one truck. So how many trucks are at the warehouse now that goes out every night? Oh, gosh. We asked that question a while back. Uh, it's got to be. It's a there's lot. probably, if you, but you're talking about our warehouse? So yeah, we've got three warehouses. warehouses. Yeah, the one in the one in Yeah, Little there's Rock. probably at least 25. I, I was figuring 30, probably. And I'm guessing that's just not pup tractors, but that's. Yeah. Bob truck, you know, yeah, the box whole, trucks. The whole thing you know. ship parts out every night. Yeah, to at least stores, 25. They deliver them to the stores. Yep, correct. And that doesn't count the other two distribution centers. we got. We got a warehouse in Monroe. we got one in Tulsa. So there's, there's a bunch of them. You guys are all over the place. Well, yeah. We're yeah. not national. Bumper Bumper's national, but, yeah. but you know, we're a regionally owned company. But, but we've got a lot of – we service a lot of customers, and we've got a lot of things going on to keep those customers taken care of. You guys got your eye on Starbucks? Is that what it is? <laughs> you want to be like Starbucks? You want to take, I over, don't know about take that. over the world? Is that what it is? I don't know about that. But uh, we'd love to, but yeah, that's well, just not what we do. But here's the key is that you plan to grow – because yep. if you don't plan to grow, you won't grow. That's exactly right. So yeah. you guys are planning. You're always out talking to service uh, uh, businesses like mm-hmm. Joe's Garage and Duck's Garage and inviting them to become certified service centers. But not just anybody can be a certified service center. That is correct. Yeah, we, we you know, what I tell this story and the other three people that does what I do, actually four people now, but they tell the same story. You know, we, we, we could sign up. Lots of folks on this program. You know, we mm-hmm. go in a, in a market it's or a good community and just go down the street and sign up who's ever shop, you know, is there. But that's not what we want. We want to get those shops that have the qualifications, they have the business ethics, you know, and I'm not saying, I mean, just, we want them to have good, good business sure. practices. And uh, they've got qualified technicians. They like ASC, you know, they, they take advantage of everything the right way to work on vehicles and that that's what this program is all about we can provide these guys with the tools to take care of their customers like the 2424 nationwide warranty and uh, the other pieces of the program that we have but it's all about that in general well if you're out talking to somebody and you're asking them about their business and you're paying attention to it and suddenly you're, you're you know you're noticing maybe they cut a few corners here or there and you go I don't know if we want to make them a bumper-to-bumper certified services <laughs> yeah. because you just get one bad one, and it screws it up for everybody else. And believe it or not, I've seen it happen. <laughs> okay. Not necessarily from my perspective or my end of it, but I've seen it happen, you know, and, and that's not what you want. It's yeah, well, you want somebody you want. when they say they, they, they're on Google or whatever, they go bumper-to-bumper, yeah. and they know if I go to this bumper-to-bumper, it would be just like going to that bumper-to-bumper that I go to all yeah. the time. Yeah. 
And, you know, Dave, there's a lot of good shops out there, and some of them aren't affiliated with a program like ours, a certified service program. And they do fine. They're good business people, and they got good technicians, and maybe the program's not for them, you know. But then this program, you know, has got a lot of elements to it. And these two guys know it, you know, that, that, that has a lot of a benefit for you. Yeah. Or benefit for them and their technicians and, and their customers. So. That's good. Let's talk about the, the car show that's coming up. Why, why does Bumper to Bumper get as deep into this as they do, Jerry? Because you guys get deep into this. Yeah, we did, um, and I guess we got we got uh, even more. We got deeper into it, and I mean that in a good way with with Duck and Joe because they had experience with with the people they were involved with before. But um, they um, um, they really kind of steered us down one direction that that the uh, customer, not just customers, but the certified service center shops that we have. It kind of helped us grow even more, you know. It built a foundation, more or less. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, the the car show has helped put Bumper to Bumper on the map, as well as the Certified Service Center guys on the map. You know, there's a lot of people, as you know, well, you weren't there last year, but these guys know we had we had a ton of spectators come to that show. If last I year. had not, if I had been there last year, I would not be here now. It was my my first granddaughter. Yeah, I know why you, you know, were gone. You didn't have a choice. Out of getting out yeah. of a, you would have been in graduate. trouble for a lifetime. But, I don't um, even like to think about yeah, it. I, I, know. Might, I might not be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I may have bad dreams about that. But, no, I, I went to her graduation. But I had been in all, what, at that time, eight years yeah. that, that had been doing, that we had been doing. But this kind of take you a little bit back, on the, back to your question. Uh, we started with a car show with Bumper to Bumper. Like, we've been doing it with you guys, Doug, for how long? Joe, five years? I say around five years. We were doing it. We've been doing it for ten years. <laughs> but the first five years, we the first year was a learning experience. The second year, even more, we learned a little bit more, and then we progressed up to where we are now. But uh, it really, what put the icing on the cake is when we got involved with some experience, like uh, Joe and Duck and the other guys that got, got involved with us on it, and it's, it's, it's just blossomed from there. You know, and you know. in, in the – to say something else there, Jerry, too, you know, we kind of, me and Joe kind of stepped off in it. Neither one of us had no idea. We didn't know what we was doing that first year, but it worked out, and 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 it takes all of us to make this float. That's exactly right. It's a team deal. I yeah. mean, it takes every one of us to make this float. I mean, yep. we had to struggle hard, and people don't realize how hard it is to put a show on. Just, you know, just to go up there on Friday and get it ready for Saturday yep. morning, you know, that takes four or five hours. Yeah. And there's usually 10 or 12 of us there doing it. You know, time we get the floor marked, you know, we get all the combs put up and get, you know, get everything ready for the next morning because I spent the night up there last year in my motor home and they was people there at 5 o'clock. <laughs> I mean, I started yeah. hearing cars come up at 5 o'clock. That was before I got there. <laughs> <clears throat> it, know, will, no it, it will be before I get there. <laughs> for sure. I'm, I'm calling you early, Dave. The last time, though, that I was there – we had the the uh, biblical rain monsoon. <laughs> yeah, it really it really was. I remember and, and that. I didn't know if I was going to make it or not. I was driving up the it back road raining. there, and it was no, it was beyond rain. And we still had um, eighty something cars out there. Yeah, we eighty eight or something yeah, like that. We yeah, had we had a, a fair amount cars, for yeah. a rainy day. We were really and surprised. The, and the good know? thing up there was, you know, we can let them pull in, unload their car. Yeah. You know, because a lot of them, 
you know, put their car in a trailer and brought it because they didn't want it to get wet. There was yeah. a bunch of people drove them, but there was quite a few pulled in, unloaded, and they'd go out, and the next one would come in. And, you know, um, but it's it's a lot of work. People don't realize how much they don't. work it is. They don't. A lot of planning. You know, we've been planning this this one out for how long? Since January. Yeah. And we just uh, we just had our last meeting Monday night, you know, right. and, and that was the final deal before the deal before the, the setup day. But we want to make sure we had all of our T's crossed and I's dotted, and we feel we do. Yep. So we're ready to roll. Well, so, I'm sure I'm sure that you do, and I got to get a break in. Do you, can you do one more segment with us, or do you got to get out of here? I really need to get out of here. But, all right, we'll let yeah, you run. We'll um, let you run. That's no problem. I just that. I personally want to say thank you for all that. Uh, bumper to bumper does appreciate the that. car show and and uh, they sponsor the car and truck doctors on on saturdays and uh saturday mornings mm-hmm. and uh th- that is just a really good informational show for people trying to make their car last longer bottom yep. line absolutely i I, as you know, I listen in, and they, I know. they're all good. They're all good. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to have you come on up and have a cup of coffee with us. Well, you know, studio. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm past due. I need to come up there and, and join you guys one Saturday We'll morning, do that. So. We'll do it. All right. So you have a rest of your afternoon, a good one. Try to stay dry, and remember to keep the uh, the uh, shiny side up. Will do. Okay. Appreciate it, Let's get our final break. We'll be back with uh, a little bit more time here on the Dave Ellswick Show for this 3 o'clock hour. All right, we're back with you guys. And I, I'm looking at the color radar right now, and where Benton is is sitting right in the middle of yellow and orange. Looks like a rainbow. And it looks like we're going to be in this for at least several more hours. This, this front runs all the way down to... Uh, Prairie View in Texas. I mean, we're talking, that's a long way. In fact, if you go over a little bit to the left, it goes further than Austin. So yeah. we, that, that rain is going to last for a while because it's all moving this way. It's Always. coming this way. It's trekking right up to, coming right up I-30 the way it always does, yep. doing his thing. Hey, Russell Godsey is here. I saw him today. I said, hey, I need to talk to you for a few minutes. And he sat down, and I said, Dude, I want some white lights for my car. <laughs> I, I'm looking for revenge. And what I say, I say, I'll hook you up. Yeah, he's going to hook me up. He's, <laughs> That'll work. I found out he's got them. He's got the right temperature and everything, Joe. Mm-hmm. And he can just put bulbs in the car. Yeah. He doesn't have to go out and. Well, they're, they're high-intensity yeah. LEDs. They're not the yeah. Exeon or yeah. the ones that run off the ballast. Well, that's good. I'm just telling you. I'm just warning all of you out on Highway 5, out on the 5, out See there. See bright lights, it's Dave. Yeah. <laughs> and if you got your brights on, I will flash you. Yeah. Said something about chasing you into the ditch. I don't know. You, you, will, you will think a plane is coming in and landing I, in front of you. I really like mine. They make the, the stripes on the road glow yeah. real good and make the, the street signs glow. I really love mine. Well, let me it's tell you what. Difference. When there, it's raining. And as cheap as a lot of these counties are anymore mm-hmm. about striping the roads mm-hmm. and stuff, you need as much, you know, brightness as you can get out there, especially when it's raining. Especially some of these back roads where there's no light yeah. at all. Yeah, I mean, there's it's nothing. pure black out there. It's, it's scary. You know, you talk about the lights and, and the bright ones. That's that's uh, started off as aftermarket lighting industry was kind of spotty. If mm-hmm. you had a problem, it was hard to get replacement parts and fixing them. 
And most of them old HIDs would overheat and melt your light bulb or melt the lenses out. And we had a lot of trouble with that. But like you know, today's world, it's all advanced LEDs, not Mm -hmm. not as much heat. And and even if you install something like that for somebody, and two years later, if they need a part, those companies are still in business instead of the first ones. They were kind of fly by night places, but. So it's changed a lot, and it's a lot better, isn't it, Russell? Oh, yeah, it's a lot better, a lot better than it was. And then, by the way, if you do buy those bulbs, go somewhere and have them put in so they so they can take and aim them correctly. Yeah, if you aim them too high, you'll blind, you'll blind somebody. Yeah. Well, you'll have the popo on you for sure. Yeah. So you don't mind pulling you over for that. No, I can imagine. It makes sense to me. I mean, seriously. That's, and what was it you said that? On bright, it's only about 10% brighter? Yeah, it's not much difference between bright and dim on an LED for whatever reason. So it's how many lumens different. are you going to be getting when well, it's just regular? the low beam is the kicker. It really helps there, doesn't yes, it? Yes, the, the low beam, because I mean, it shines them more down, but mm-hmm. like the high to low, there's not a whole yeah. lot of difference. But, I mean, their low beam's probably like 8,000 lumens, and the high beams are 10. But mm-hmm. What's a, no, a normal bulb? Uh, three. Three yeah. or four? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. So I can see. And the older I get, it's the a, it's less a, I see it. It's a, it's a different light. Instead of that yeah. yellow, dingy, dirty light, it's a, it's a clear wi- white a, light. A crisp white light, and it makes okay. a big difference. Now, I know your dad doesn't like you when you're in back of him. No, he don't. <laughs> of course, I'm running with my high beams on and everything yeah, else. He's doing yeah, everything I can't irritate Yeah, <laughs> you're irritating me. <laughs> All right, let's get a break in. We'll do the news, and we'll come back. We're going to keep Russell here. We'll keep Joe here. Uh, Kim Hammer, state senator, supposed to stop by. David Lucas coming up at 5 o'clock. You won't want to miss that. Going to talk about Social Security, tell you things you don't normally know about it. That's all coming your way on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get back to it. We're moving to the 4 o'clock hour, and if you're heading home, it's raining. And, yes, it's going to rain tonight. It's going to be sporadic rain tomorrow. There's going to be rain Friday, Saturday, and then it should be moving out of the area by Sunday. But before it does, maybe as much as five inches of rain or more in certain areas, but less than others. It's going to be somewhere between two and five inches. And I'm hearing that down south is where they're really going to get it this time. And that's not good news for the farmers. It's not good. I was teasing my dad earlier. I said, if it keeps raining, we're just going to start working on boats. (laughs) It's about the truth. (laughs) And remember, if the water's running across the road, don't go. Yeah. 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 Be better safe than sorry. Yeah, be safe. Don't drown. That's it. Because who knows if, you know, halfway across it, the road's washed out. It may look two or three inches, but the road's washed out. It might be three or four feet. That's right. I had a uh, friend that uh, got out of his car. Uh, and he got about a few uh, feet away from his automobile, and there was water going across the road. But it looked like maybe it was a foot deep, and he tried to walk across, and the water caught him and knocked him down and carried him away. He's not with us any longer. Wow. It's horrible. That killed him. He drowned doing that. Just go around, back up, and go a different way. Yeah, go around, oh, don't yeah. drown. That's this, what they say. And these days, there's all kind of ways to go around stuff like that. You may have to go a few miles out of your way, but there's all kind of ways yeah, to go. Yeah, there's, there's, there's ways of, of doing that, so be careful. All right, we've got uh, our show here live at, at Duck's Garage. You hear Duck every Wednesday with Joe, or just about every Wednesday, unless 
they decide to go on a anniversary trip or something, and, <laughs> and he does want to live. That's a mandatory trip. Yeah, there. he wants to live, so he said he couldn't make it. Uh, but but here's the key. Uh, we were just talking. On, Russell Godsey is here. That's that's Duck's son, and and Joe's sitting here. And we were talking that you try to take your car, and let's say it's eleven. 11 years old or older. Most dealerships now will tell you we don't work on cars that yeah. are that old. They'll, they'll tell you, go somewhere else, go see Joe, you know. And yeah. then Joe says, yeah, they can come see me, but I don't know if I can get a part. Well, I, I, we can get a part. It'll be a, it won't be a OEM part. That's the deal. Dave. It'll be a reman or an aftermarket or, or mm-hmm. something of that effect kind of part. Yeah, because they don't support that after they have to get 10 years old. Uh, if you call for an ECM or something, mm-hmm. they're going to say, well, only ones they're selling you is what's left in stock. But a lot of times they won't even – sometimes we'll get those statements, well, that's on national back order, and they won't be making any of those for six weeks. Intergal- so, intergalactic back order, that's their favorite word Intergalactic in the world. back order. And so order. what they want to do, they want to get like 500 orders before they produce the part, yeah, right, Doug? That's right. And, and it's just crazy, you know. Yeah. I, I bought a module today for a for an 05 Dodge, three quarter ton diesel mm-hmm. truck, and uh, the part number changed from they changed the first number from I think it was like a seven to an R, and I'm like, why did y'all change it to an R? I said, oh, that's a reman, mm-hmm. and this is from the Dodge dealership. Yeah, it's a reman. Can't get a new part anymore. They're all remans. That's correct. And after ten years, they don't work on them. They don't care if they got any parts for them, do they? No, they they don't. Well, just leave it to us, and then we're off to either take that uh, ECM or BCM or or FICM or whatever you're working on. If they if you can't buy one, if it's not available, we have to send it to somebody that can rebuild it for us. And the place that does mine's out of New York. That's yeah. who does mine. Yeah, we and you know there, and it's a, it's a timely process. Yeah. Sometimes they'll have one in stock, and you have to send them yours. Before they'll ship theirs, so they can because, start working on yours. You no, know, right? to make sure that the part you're sending them is a good core and it's buildable. Because if it's not, they're going to charge you for their part plus the core charge on it. Plus, okay. there's numbers on every computer. That's correct. That's coding numbers that mm-hmm. they use to, to program the next to program yours to send back to you. So it'll match. And then sometimes they'll hook yours up if they, if it's still readable and pull the information out and reprogram it to the new one, so it makes it easier on them. Yeah, it's different than 1965, huh? 1965. The only there, computer was you find a computer on a car. I know there wasn't. I'm just saying. <laughs> the it was radio a lot easier was the most then. sophisticated electronic equipment on a 65 model car. <laughs> it was the radio. <laughs> you know the thing that I hated the most about it was just AM too. It, well, you know what I hated most about the cars back then about the radios. Chrysler was the first one to come out with the little wheels to turn turn it on and off. Oh yeah, those things always failed mm-hmm. and it may and to fix those you had to pull the the dash out to get them out and that was for somebody like me that know what he's doing he's just taking it apart and trying to remember how <laughs> i went back together that was an all-day foray into into my car yeah i hated it yeah i think uh in 55 54 55 chevrolet come out with a wonder bar radio Sure, I'm not that old. It had a, it had, a, it had a, it actually had a pedal in the floor you'd push, yeah, and it would search for a radio station. Really? Yes. No, I didn't. I, that's I don't correct. remember that. Hey, it's a needle. You could watch the needle go across. Yeah, and I go remember back that. And, forth and it would find the one with the the strongest, strongest signal, signal, and it'd stop right there. They huh. called it a Wonder Bar radio, didn't they, Doug? Yeah, some of them even had a 
That's what I'm talking about. Is you pushed a button and it wouldn't go to hunting for the station. And it was just AM. There weren't no FM. Stations. No, there weren't. That that, that was you had that cool somebody's eight track looking thing too. You know. Oh, well, yeah. I, remember, I remember those. I was you remember eight tracks? Okay. I remember eight tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I had an eight track in my in my car, and I got irritated with it the time yeah. that it would be halfway through a song and then it would fade it out. Yeah. Then it would change tracks and, and pick it, it up and again. Fade it back in, <laughs> yeah. and it was in the middle. Of Edgar Winters, Frankenstein, that they did that, and I was not happy. It was always were the favorite song you yeah, had. Yeah, the that, song right? was the best song <laughs> on the out. tape. Yeah, I wore out that tape. I really did. It was a great tape. But, yeah, th- things have changed, and not only have they changed, they're going to change even more now. We've talked about, we, we've been doing this for the last year, warning people what's coming. Yeah. Because they need to know what's coming. It's going to be totally different. You're going to, you're going to have electric brakes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're already there. Some cars out there with them. My, my wife's BMW's mm-hmm. got electric parking yeah. brakes. Yeah, that's that just sounds so but it's, weird. To but me. it's so nice. I don't know if you ever drove one that had mm-hmm. the hill assist. Yeah, you hit the parking brake like sitting on like you're to drive through like Taco Bell and Benton is the worst mm-hmm. one because you're right. on a 45 degree slope, and you can take your foot off the accelerator and it'll it'll stop itself. And this, all you got to do is just barely touch the gas, and it'll t- start rolling forward again, and you let off, it'll stop itself. That's not my car right now. <laughs> it doesn't do that. I think I asked you one time if, if, my, if my rear uh, parking brake was shot, because if you took your foot off the gas, it would start rolling back. <laughs> and Joe said, no, that's going to do It's going to happen. Yeah. If you're sitting on a hill and it ain't idling fast enough, it'll roll backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So I just put my hand, my my foot on the accelerator and keep. The That's what her car you just let off. It's got the it's the auto. It's called an auto parking brake. It's that's pretty. Great. It's pretty neat. Well, it's uh, that's you know, a good you, thing to have. You were talking about that, and you know, over at my place we have front end machine, and some of the guys sometimes they'll open the car doors to line up and pull on. It ain't happening with that car. Nope, it ain't happening. It won't move. The minute that door opens, <laughs> the parking brake is applied. It is. That's 100% correct. You have to manually go in there and turn it off with a button before you can do that. So there, there there's a lot of things coming. Safety feature. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's great. I mean, you know, for a lot of things, but, you know, we're trying to work on it. So it's a little bit of a uh, different program for us. But, you know, it, it it's it's pretty neat stuff they have, Dave. Now, I, ha- I haven't driven a car yet that tries to take over the steering if you start drifting uh, the lane assist and all yeah, that yeah, yeah. i i've i go to, to pass a car and have it go boop 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 you know like that mm-hmm. when i come across the line because i didn't turn on my turn signal you didn't you ain't drove mm-hmm. one where you tried to pass a car and it tried to yank you back in no the i have not I'm, I'm and i meant that's what i wanted <laughs> yeah, to ask you guys oh, yeah. about that if you don't use your turn signal it'll try, try to it. yank you back doesn't know what you're doing it says hey you're crossing the line that's wild. That's why That's I did it. Is that the same way with the ones that keep you centered? If you try to move out of the lane and yes. you don't, you know, signal, it's going to try to bring you right back mm-hmm. to the center. Yeah, see, some of that I think is good, and some of that I think is too much. Well, it's learning the curve, Dave. Yeah. Because once you once you get used to that, and I think Russell will agree with me on this, once you know how it works and you get used to it, the more you're going to like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I promise you, because you think, you know, even if I'm not paying attention and or I get distracted with something, and I start drifting. It corrects you. 
Yeah. You know, some of them will vibrate the seat. Some of them will have alarm goes off. Some of them will just move you back over where you're supposed to be. So, you know, it, it, it really is, is a good deal, actually, in my opinion. And, and even if it tries to, you know, you don't use your turn signal trying to pass them by, and it yanks you back into your lane, the next time you're going to use your turn signal because right, you know what right. it's fixing to do. It's teaching you that the proper, <laughs> you know, turn your turn signals on so the world knows. Yes. Now, you have to remember those cars there, and a lot of people don't talk about this, but it's V2V. If there are other vehicles out there equipped with V2V communication, there are other cars out there that when you turn that turn signal on, they know what you're doing. And and you might think, well, that's kind of crazy, but that's what the world's coming to. Within a 50 to 100 foot radius yes. or something like that, it's kind of like a like a Bluetooth thing or it's something. It's monitoring yes. the cars around itself. You know, if you take one of them with the active radar on the front of it mm-hmm. and you can sit in the car and you look at the screen, you see a 360 mm-hmm. degree view of it. That car's talking to another car if it's capable. And before long, and I think it's probably in the next 10 years, I don't care what year your car is, you're going to have to equip it with V2V communication. It may not be able to tell you what's happening, but it's going to have that in that vehicle that when it's running down the road, it's telling all those other vehicles that it's there. Yeah, kind of like like networked all together. That's correct, and that's coming. Because that's a safety issue. It would, it would deter a lot of crashes and wrecks. If the cars around you were smart cars and you had a dumb car, but it knew the dumb car was there, <laughs> it, could, it could alleviate having an accident or a wreck. I like that. Yeah. Uh, if we, we're, we're driving with a stupid one amongst us guys. Corral him up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we got that dummy over. Watch out for that 55 Chevrolet. He doesn't yeah. know where he's at or what that's he's pretty, doing. That's pretty good. All right, we're going to come back. I want to talk about LED lights real quick, uh, Russell, when we come back, because he just showed me one. And if you know anything about headlights, it had been to the point that if you touched your headlight and got a little bit of your grease from the your, off your yeah, fingers, off yeah. your fingers it, it would destroy the light. Not the way with these LEDs. Bless you, Dave. Bless you. There you go. Dave is dealing with the pollen. We'll be back with more in just a moment. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Glad you're along with us today. i got Joe and I've got Russell talking to us. We'll get Duck back on here again after the news at the bottom of the hour. I don't know if Kim Hammer is going to make it here today or not. He's trying to get here. It's just raining like crazy. 5 o'clock, David Lucas is coming up. And uh, if you're a person getting ready to take your Social Security or you're on your Social Security or you're thinking about Social Security, uh, he'll have all kinds of answers for you. He's going to join us today in the last hour of the show. So I'm looking forward to that. We got some more things to give away. We got a uh, uh, what a, a lit some kind of lit uh, cooler, a Yeti cooler. A Yeti cooler. We're going to give that away. What next hour? Yep. Okay, in the next hour. So About keep. Or so. Okay. Duck sitting over there in his big old stuffed chair over there, trying to keep his eyes open. That's what he's trying to do, to use eyes open. Okay, well, I was just mention, mentioning during the break to Joe and, and to, to Russell, I, I think maybe it was 10 years ago. It may have been a little before that, a little behind that. But they started showing that radar mm-hmm. in the front of the cars, and the way they had it set up, it was like you were driving in the fog, and the radar would pick up there was a deer on the road up ahead of you and notify you it was a deer. Well, they figured, I guess, they figured out, no matter what it is, there's something in front of you you need to know about, and Mm -hmm. the car itself takes over at that point and slows down and will even stop 
I mean, just the same way you see the commercials now yep. where you got people that are pull out of the driveway or something in front of a car and that other car comes to a screeching stop, try to stop from having a, a, a wreck. I mean, they've been working on this for quite some time now. Yeah, it's, it's a neat system, you know. Uh, you, you can sit in a car and you can have a 360-degree view all the way around it and, and, and the radar on the front and then the, the, the park assist is 360 mm-hmm. degrees, forwards or backwards. Hey, if you, if you move up there and you're getting too close, it won't let you go no further. It'll stop you. You know, and there's some there's yeah. some one cars that'll parallel park for you. You can pull up there and hit the button. And that looks kind of cool. Yeah. I'd like to get in one of those and just do that because I hate the parallel park. <laughs> Man, well, I there's a lot hate. of people that can't, I promise yeah, you. Yeah. You, just, you just run up there and lock the brakes up and just slide it in the hole. Yeah. Well, you'll remember this, Joe. Back in, it was I think it was in the early 70s that uh, cities went from, I mean, there was a lot of parallel parking at one time. And they started going to angle parking everywhere yes. so that it was, you know. wasn't easier to get in. wasn't slowing the traffic up. Yeah, I mean, you get somebody up there who didn't know how to parallel park, and they take 20 minutes to put the car mm-hmm. in the slot. It'd drive everybody crazy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cause head-on collisions Yeah. because of that, people going around people. Well, the park assist deal is pretty cool. I like it. And, uh, and, you know, there's a lot of drivers out there that actually need that. If you've sat and waited for somebody to try and do that, and they're four tries into it, and you're like, man... Hold on, I'll get out, and you move over, I'll help you here. Or the ones just trying to back into a parking spot. Yes. Not parallel park, just back into a parking spot. And they'll be like 45 <laughs> degrees off in that angle. Like, Yeah. Uh, it's almost like first day of summer sitting on the boat ramp watching people trying to back a boat in the water. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you just want some popcorn and a Coke and just sit over on the bank entertainment. And, just, and just watch. <laughs> What's funny about that is that most people that have problems just – don't remember whichever way you turn the car is the way whatever's behind you is going to go. Well, the, it depends. Yeah, it depends on if the front of the car goes one way, the boat's going that, that yeah, same direction. That's the same way it's going. And, and you just got to, for some reason, people think that is backwards. They, they overcorrect themselves yeah. the majority of the time. People overcorrect. It's pretty yep. crazy. It's With the advent of backup cameras, that has helped a lot of that. Yes. But still with a backup camera. It's uh, it's uh, backing up as a process for the boat, <laughs> yeah. I promise you. But the thing that I still have problems understanding is why people like to back into their parking spaces. So they don't have to back out. What's the difference? They're you know, ready to go. <laughs> I've never understood <laughs> it. Somebody pull up in front of me and want to back into a parking place. Why didn't you just pull in, man? I'm backing up into it. I don't know. You know, if you if you go if you go to a retail store or something, backing in is not always a good thing because you can't get to your trunk or the bed of your truck. Yeah, that's right. You want to load it up with stuff, you know. So yeah, it it is. It's 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 just Unless crazy can, the way you know, people do it. Back into a parking spot on the sidewalk. Then when you come out of the store, you're just you're right there on the sidewalk. You ain't got to stand on the side of the road mm-hmm. and load your car up. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, as far as you guys are concerned. Uh, you, th- you haven't seen the biggest changes that are coming is what I understand. Is that right? In my opinion, we ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Because it changes in, and, you know, just like. On a we six-month talk- basis, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's changes and changes and changes. Just like the LED bulbs we were talking about, and it's going to touch on that again, I think. But, oh, yeah. Well, you know, three years ago, that was just 
starting off and they had issues with it and mm-hmm. vendors and getting parts and warranty and stuff like that and tell about it today russell oh they're i mean they're substantially better i mean than they used to be mm-hmm. i mean used to there were just glitches in them they were soldered together the solder would break or something i mean there was they'd last a week and the vibration would knock them out i mean it was always something but these are they're they're 500 percent better than what they used to be they're a lot brighter they use they use less and you can touch these and it doesn't even oh, yeah. bother them. You could, they use less wattage. That, you know, you know, a, a, an ordinary headlight bulb, you know, is sixty to eighty watts or whatever. You know, these are ten to fifteen, twenty. Wow. You know, and they and they're three times brighter and they last longer and you know they're they, they're cooler and then they they run cooler and everything else. So, you know, that helps the lenses also that doesn't have that hot air inside it that causes them to yellow. That's right. All right, got to take a break. Got news coming up. Got a half hour coming up, and hopefully Kim Hammer will make it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Russell, thanks for coming by. Well, thanks for having Always me. Always a pleasure talking to you. We'll be back with more in just a moment. All right, rain keeps on falling. And uh, I tell you what, it's not going to stop for a while. I'm looking at the color radar, and it is in green, yellow, orange, and hot pink in places and uh, looking at it right now let me take a real quick look give you a look at what's going on here as far as benton is concerned the radar shows uh, benton is right in the middle of yellow and oranges it is nasty out here right now Uh, from benton on i-30 all the way down to Texarkana, as soon as you and, and you're into a lot of this in Texas, Lone Star, Longview, Tyler, uh, all those areas are solid yellow right now, which means you're getting significant rainfall. And uh, let me take a look here. All of that is looks like it's moving our way slowly. So looks like the rain's going to last for at least a couple of more hours. So. If you haven't flooding around your house, going to have some more flooding around your house. And it's wet. It's going to get wet. It's, it's yellow and orange all the way from here going north uh, up to towards uh, and close to Searcy. So they got a tornado watch down around El Dorado. Do they? Well, it yeah. doesn't surprise me. That's all nothing but one big blob of yellow and orange right now. So some major stuff. Well, you got the headlights for me? Oh, he's got boxes of bulbs. Yeah, he's in. You're cool. good. Are those the ones that have been sitting up there for eight months? Do I get a break on those? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so Chris Bear from Bryant, you are a winner. What's Chris winning? Flashlight. A flashlight. Both of them are flashlights. All right, and Madeline Wilson is uh, a winner as well of a as that goes as a, with a flashlight. These flashlights are nice, man. Give away ten of those today. Yep. Where, is that the flashlight right there? Yeah, yeah that's right over there. Those are, good. Those are nice ones, Hey, man. you know. What? I just got a note from uh, Kim Hammer. I was going to try, but my grandson has been in hospital, and I'm having to pull double duty. Going to see you tomorrow, Dave, at 4. Okay. So he won't be able to make it today. Kim will be on my show, uh, State, Rep- uh, State uh, Senator. Kim Hammer and State Senator Bob Ballinger will both be on along with uh, Robert Steinbach uh, and myself, and we're going to deconstruct the last session 
and get their views of how things went. Yeah, talk about that, oh, man. It's and nice. on this flashlight, yeah, I just looked at this. It's got a little deal that slides back, and you yeah. can charge your cell phone off of it. Yeah, that's one of the new things they've been doing now with uh, that is with cool. flashlights. Yeah, that's very cool. We gave away last weekend uh, on the uh, car and truck doctors from bumper to bumper a thing that looked like a lantern. That was an LED. You pull it up. You pulled it mm-hmm. up, and at the bottom, you turned it, and it had a plug in there for your. Yeah, one of my guys back phone. here's got one. Got one of them. He uses under a truck sometimes. Yeah, it makes sense. Those things are bright. Yep. And those are those are real bright too. They. Yeah, they are. I just How many turned it on. Woo. Yeah. Five hundred. Yeah. Don't. And you can roll the, the, take it from a spot to a flood. Oh, okay. So you can take it re- real small. Yeah. Get a pin. Uh, not pinpoint. It doesn't take it that much. It'd burn your retina out. You it's that. actually a square light when you screw it all the way down. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of cool. So that's that's what LED is, is a square light. Yeah, we see, we were talking about that last half hour where we were talking about how lights have changed on cars and talking about looking down the road. And it used to be when you turned your brights on, it just washed flooded. the whole area and yeah, flooded. flooded out. And now you can see a... a, a a line right across above that very no light going there nope. underneath there there ain't nothing but light going there i noticed that again um uh, i found i feel a little like uh cortez right now she you know he, she just <laughs> she just learned learned about uh, a garbage disposal yesterday <laughs> she'd never seen one before believe it or not I don't know how you live in New York for all your life and never seen a garbage disposal. She's never been around the sink, Dave. I, yeah, she's not doing the dishes. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, the other, but uh, I noticed that when I was driving on the road, it, I've had it had the automatic uh, you know, high, high beams, mm-hmm. and you'd be driving, it would go to high beams, and suddenly the top was dark. But everything underneath it, man, I could see right down the road the as little, clear as a bell. The little BMW Teresa's got now. When the two or three drops of rain hit the windshield, it turns wipers on. Yeah, the rain sensing wipers. So, in your, I'm got to think that your windshield is going to cost more because they got some kind of covering on that that carries a low, you know, current or something. I don't know how that's got to be how it's, it does. It's, a, it's I think it's a camera that's actually watching the windshield. It's, right, it's a camera right yeah. behind the where, the where your rearview mirror is. That's uh-huh. a dark spot. Yeah, and they say that's what senses it and tells it. Okay, well I've got that, but my my mine don't turn on. Yeah, they used to they used to turn on. <laughs> I thought I, for a long time I thought that was the antenna because they used <laughs> to put the antenna in the windshield. If I ever get to drive it again, yeah, you might not. Yeah, he's been he's been banned from driving. I grounded. She was telling me all about this during lunch. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I brought it up and man, I heard the whole story. I told him watch out. Bam. <laughs> and and apparently was, I can't drive it either because uh-oh. my wife told my mother, don't let Russell drive it. She's like, well, he's a good driver. She's like, I never disputed that, but he'll just drive it for all it's worth. So I guess I can't drive it either. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't, I We're don't banded. Well, she told me that she doesn't like to drive fast. And I looked at her, and I'll tell I, you exactly what I told her. Then what you got that car for? And she told me that too, and I laughed at her. Yeah was at and they started putting their hands up like they were on a roller coaster or something yeah you gotta love that kind of stuff i like that my kids figure this stuff out it's, and i don't have to explain it to them all right we'll What's get it, i got 
finish up this uh, half hour here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Let's finish it up for this hour. Coming up next hour, I got a note from, uh, well, text from David Lucas. He's on his way. He'll be here uh, here within the next, I would think, 10, 15 minutes, and uh, he'll be ready for us in the next hour. Everything you've wanted to know about Social Security, but we're afraid to ask, coming up in the next hour. Uh, Jake Rogers out of, uh, I guess this is Benton, uh, in the Saline County Road. That would be Benton, I would, I would yeah, think. Yes. And he wins a uh, flashlight. These flashlights are cool. Shane, is that uh, Bomberry? That's what I think it is. And that's what it looks like. So, look, I can't, I can't teach y'all how to write, okay, or, or even to print. The bottom line it is, does that have Shane. Phone number on it. Yes, it does. Shane, okay. congratulations. Somebody call you, set you up for a, uh, a flashlight. Uh, in about 15 minutes, uh, we're going to give away a really nice uh, cooler, uh, and that is from uh, who are we giving that away from? It's uh, it's a Turkey Federation deal. Okay, yeah, they well, gave it to won, us. We got it, the Turkey Federation deal. Okay, that's a flashlight too, Dave, and that's okay. all of them. All right, that's Shane Heckler. It looks like. From Traskwood, and there's a phone number on it as well. I want to say he works for Centerpoint. Okay, so we've got uh, for that uh, that really nice cooler. We'll draw on that in the next hour and uh, get you that to that uh, when we can. All right, we're coming in to finish up here uh, for this hour. Uh, let's go back and talk just again real quickly. Here is the website to go to on the uh, the car show. You want to register your car. Uh, now it's BTB. That is BTBAutoparts.com. That's the website to go to BTBAutoparts.com. That BTB bumper to bumper. BTBAutoparts.com. Uh, remember, uh, it's a $20 donation to register your car. All proceeds benefit the Ronald McDonald House Charities. We're going to have two 65-inch flat screens to give away. We're going to draw for those $2 a try. And uh, maybe you walk away with a television, but all the money that we sell on those uh, tickets uh, for the drawing, all that money goes to Ronald McDonald's house as well. There's going to be a couple of food trucks there on uh, June 1st uh, for food, and they're going to have, I think I heard, iced tea and lemonade. For folks, if they want something to and drink. And also, there's a coffee vendor there, too, in that post. I think that morning in there. In there. I'm not sure about that, Russell. Okay. I've I I, I just got updated on this. I know that uh, your dad's got a food truck going to mm-hmm. be there to do hot hamburgers and hot dogs. And we got a, uh, I think Corky's going to be there doing barbecue. Okay. I was asked. We have somebody calling in. Let me get to it here. Oh. Bring it up here. I'm looking for Zach here. There he is. Okay, from Zach, uh, Bob and Cabot. How you doing, Bob? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show and your question for uh, uh, Russell and for uh, Joe. Well, actually, um, I was wanting to talk to you about the uh, backing into a parking spot issue. Uh, okay, well, it's not an issue. I just don't understand why somebody would want to back into a parking place instead of pull into a parking place. Well, I'm a uh, defensive driving instructor for my company. And okay. one of the reasons we teach our people to back into parking spots 
is when they get there, their information is fresh when they get to that parking area. So when they back in, there's no changes, but when if they go in somewhere and come back out, their information is not as fresh when they get back in the vehicle. Okay, well, that makes sense because it's it's a it's a new new thing when you're coming back out of a store. You know, everything's changed. Yeah. Okay, so and 30, why? 30 okay, go ahead. Of all accidents, yeah, thirty percent of all uh, accidents for most companies are backing accidents. So if you can prevent a backing accident, you're going to save money on insurance. Well, that's that's like where I used to work back in the day. We had to put the orange cones behind our trucks. Right. Where if we pulled in yes. somewhere, you put the cone yes. behind you. So you'd have to walk behind your truck to pick the cone up. So you would look behind your truck to make sure nothing was back there you were going to run over. Okay, now they put it in front of the truck, too. Yes, both is, ends. Is so, that so, so you make sure there's not a kid fell asleep on the, on the parking lot or something? I guess, or something. A critter or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that, but that's okay. information fresh. Okay. Well, All right, that's that's good information. We appreciate that. I appreciate very much. you yeah. calling us up and telling us that because I had no idea why they were doing it. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Bob. Yeah, keep All on right, listening. Guys, have a good one. All right, you same too. to you. Stay dry. All right, which is not easy right now. Just nope. to be honest with you. What do we got here? It's a for a screwdriver set. If you can pronounce that first name, I'm, I looked that, at that and I couldn't read. It, it looks either. like Justin. That's what I think it is, yeah. Justin Hernage. That's what I'm going to say, yeah. Justin Hernage. And we got your phone number, so Justin, if it, if it's really juffing, <laughs> we'll good looking it. set. Of that's a nice screwdriver yeah, set, yeah. man. Thanks, How many yeah. screwdriver sets? I think it's got Torx bits and thirty six piece. Yeah, twenty six piece. Wow, that's with really little, nice. With the little holder and all that yeah. good stuff mounts on the wall, it's really that's nice almost set. that's that's almost Christmas quality. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's pretty good stuff. All right. So anyway, that was pretty. That's pretty. Pretty good. Is that that's it right there? Yeah, that's another one right there. Okay. Why don't you just leave it there on the ground? Forget about it tonight. Okay. And Dave said he. Dave <laughs> <laughs> got a new screwdriver. So. <laughs> that's how good looking. Yeah, exactly. Hey, anybody yeah. out there that's listening, Dave is coveting the screwdrivers. Yeah. And so they are uh, a good looking set of screwdrivers. I will have to. I, I will have to spend extra time tonight asking forgiveness. I'm coveting yes. tonight. Look at that! Look at that <laughs> screwdriver set there. Look, even Russ likes Russ them. likes it too. I've done tried to steal he's them. Like stopping, he's nice. looking. <laughs> he's checking it out now. How many of these you got? A whole boatload man, of them. Yeah, but that's really nice, man. Can you do that? That's mine. <laughs> I can. I can tell you what. Let me tell you something. If we, if I had one something like that, all those screwdrivers would be somewhere. Besides where I put them at, not within, a, within a week, not all a, my kids be getting them and taking them all over the house or something. <laughs> all right, so Brian Mills, congratulations. You won one of these. That's really a nice gift. Yeah, Duck stuck that box over and yeah. told me to pick one out, and I reached in there pulled out one. It was blank. <laughs> that's, that's a wild card. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. We can <laughs> figure that one out. That's what he said. It was his. Yeah, figure that one out when we do it. All right. All right, I'm looking here. I got to get my time here. I'm looking for what, where I'm at, sitting as far as time goes. There we go. You've got about three minutes, guys, and we got time for the news. And then uh, David Lucas will be coming up, and he's going to spend the last hour with us. Everything you wanted to know about Social Security, but were afraid to ask. I'm just telling you, he knows. This guy's a walking encyclopedia. Yes, he about is about Social Security and. 
retirement and stuff. He, I Dave, never, I never get tired of listening to him. I have an appointment with him tomorrow at four o'clock. Do you? Yes, I do. Well, it's a good, a good appointment to keep. Don't, yes. don't miss it. All right, Jeff Miles. Does he get screwdrivers too? Yeah, screwdrivers. Okay, so Jeff Miles, uh, congratulations. He's been betting, and uh, his phone number is on there too. He's got himself a 36-piece screwdriver. And that's the last set of And the last set of the thing of the uh, screwdrivers, Tyler Batterton. I think it's Batterton from Benton. You're a winner of the screwdrivers. Those, that's got to be a $20, $25 set of screwdrivers. If not more. more. I think they're about a $40 or $50. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm saying, yeah, I'm thinking somewhere between $50, $60. Well, see, they're, they're, that's they're, what I would talk them down to. <laughs> I got you, Dave. <laughs> they're, no, they're no snap-on, but they're a good set of screwdrivers. No, yes, they're they good are. Too, though. Yeah, they're good. They look yeah. nice. i I got to buy some screwdrivers. I'll tell you what I really got. I got to get some pliers. Your you pliers? Know? Yeah. Pliers, they disappear faster than the screwdrivers do. Well, and it's been my experience around my house. If for something like that missing, I just need to go to where the last place it was used at. Oh, they just dropped it there. Well, that's huh? where it usually gets left at, right, Russell? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. I used to get accused of that. You know, Dad mowed the grass when I was a kid. You know, screwdrivers come flying out from under the lawnmower, pliers, or Ooh, vice wow. grips. Or... It's where Russell tightened the chain on his bicycle last. That's right. That's not... <laughs> or, or that's where the chain come off the go-kart, you know. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> well, I didn't have time to pick the stuff up. We'd get back on there and ride, that's, you know. I can pick it up later. Yeah. Until the grass grew and you we couldn't just, see it. We just ain't got to that later point yet. Well, now he found them for you. Yeah, he did. He yeah. found them. They're kind <laughs> yeah. of custom handle on it yeah. after that lawnmower run over, Tom. <laughs> he got off of the, the lawnmower and had one sticking out of his thigh. Mm. Yeah, that is, do that over there. They stuck it in the tree. Whipped it out from underneath. Or the window or the neighbor's yeah. car or something, you know. Well, if it's cross street, we didn't worry about that, right, Russell? That's right. It's yeah. just, that's their problem now. I mean. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got a free screwdriver. That's exactly, exactly. Now, that I will agree with. At least you got a screwdriver, so hush. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back after the news. Don't forget, David Lucas is on his way. And uh, we'll finish up our broadcast today. And we're going to give away that... Uh, that cooler yet, and it's cool because not only does it keep things frozen, but it also has lights in it. It's just like a it's 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 just like a Yeti. It's a it's a name brand. I can't remember the brand, but uh, when you open the lid, the lights turn on automatically. Uh-huh. When you close the lid, the lights go off automatically. It's That's got a little cool. little clear window on the top, so you can see. And it, it's it's a really you know that would have been really that would have been very it's useful nice. when I was in fraternity. Mm-hmm. So you didn't grab the soda, you grabbed the beer. It's probably it's <laughs> it's probably a three or four hundred dollar ice chest yes. with some with some uh, National Turkey Federation beer steins in it. Yeah. Now, you're so. a big duck hunter, aren't you? No. Oh, I'm, you're not duck. Who's a duck hunter? Does this go with it too? Wow, that's a pack. It's a. Yeah, it's a it's a pad to like sleep on or sit on or whatever. Oh, to keep the ticks off of it. It rolls up and it hangs on. It's got a hat that goes with it and. Very pretty cool cool setup there. All right. We'll get a break. We'll be back with more. Final hour coming up at the Dave Ellswick Show for a Wednesday. All right. Let's get to the last hour here of the Dave Ellswick Show live out at Duck's Garage in Benton. Airlane, right? Airlane Drive. Airlane Drive. I'm going to make sure that's exactly where we're going to go on. I had a special hour planned for this hour, but 
I've been now told that we can't do it. So, uh, oh, David can't make it? I, no, David's on his way. Oh, okay. He's he hung in the rainy traffic. <laughs> I'm looking over. Long, narrow parking lot. We, Sue Holt, That's congratulations. Sue you won the cooler, girl. That's good. This is a good deal. This stupendous big prize. This is yeah. It is a good prize. That's yeah. about a hundred dollar deal with that. It's more than that. Yeah, yeah it's about three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, yeah. somewhere along in there. I, everybody knows now why I get taken <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't predict prices. I would never be one of those weight guys at the at the fair. I'd be, you'd they'd lose. fire me fast. Yeah, you'd lose. Be losing but, Dave, money. also, you got one more thing to give away, and we're going to make it the fifth caller. Okay. They had to call into the station. They had to go by, by Dickies and pick it up. It is a uh, five-gallon vacuum cleaner. Okay, you got one to, with the bucket and everything, yes. right? Uh-huh. All right, so if the inside of your house is flooding today. This will work. <laughs> this it will works. work. If you had all this great. rain is getting inside your house, this is pick up the water uh, off the kitchen floor. Uh, you be the fifth caller, and uh, Zach. It's going to be over Dickies. You, I'll have uh, have the, I'll have uh, uh, Duck call you, and he'll give you all the pertinent information. Yep, he can do that for you. Now, say but if you five if you, gallon, five gallon, yeah. uh, wet dry vac, eight two three zero nine six five. Fifth caller. Fifth caller. All right, that'll work. You let and, us know. Just just break in and and talk to me when you got the fifth caller there. And if, exactly. if they were lucky enough to win a flashlight, guess what? You can't have when the, the vacuum lights go there. out. When the lights go out, you'll be able to see what you're vacuuming. There you go. As long as you got electricity. That's right. I need to. Where did you get your flashlights at? Bumper to bumper. Did you? I'm yeah. going to have to get me I'll one. I'll get of those. you one. Those things are good. That thing blinded me. I care. I, I, got, I care too. Yeah. My motor home and, and two in my pickup. I hit it. I hit it and was <laughs> yeah, pointed it at Lynn, and Lynn like threw her hands up before her face. They're bright, man. Yeah. I'm surprised something didn't come flinging across. Yeah, she wouldn't do that. To oh. you. It'll put spots in front of your eyes. I Lynn and I are a great team. Yeah, we really you, are. Until you put that flashlight in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say we were married. All right. Oh, I didn't say Just that. Just a great neither. team. All right. There's a difference on that. I'm, All right. So we may ought to move back a little bit. So. So while we're sitting here and talking. Uh, with Joe and with Duck is that uh, David Lucas is on his way, but with all the rain, the traffic is nasty out there. The rain is nasty. Last I heard, he was uh, about eight minutes ago, seven miles out. So he should be here momentarily. Dave, he's in that long, narrow parking lot. Oh, well, yeah, that's what it is out there on mm-hmm. on 30. Yep. I was asking the mayor of uh, Benton, how this was going to affect you all, the, the traffic they're going to be doing, the, the lanes are going to That's a four-year work job. Did you Eight, hear that? 1,832 days. Well, it's four from years, all right? They, I just know four from years. From the time they start until they finish. Now, they say after about three and a half years, the rest of it will be just finishing up, tidying up. That yeah, they have that's all what the they said about 67, 167. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they're going to tear all the bridges and all the overpasses from here. From the 116 to the 111. That's going to be a mess. And yeah. this overpass out here, they're going to leave it, but they're going to step it down a little ways, and they're going to angle it across, and it'll be a complete new crossing <laughs> once they get through. Okay, so the the point is, while it's going on, if you don't have to come this way, I know they don't want to hear this in Benton. <clears throat> don't. And you can come to Ducks because it's he, he's 
before I'm, I'm right the at problem. The, right at where it starts at. Yeah. It's going to be a before. lot of orange barrels for a lot of years. Yeah, yes. It really is. Well, really they're going to tear all the all Saline River bridges, three of them yep. across there. And they're going to tear all three. They're going to put everything on the eastbound lane. Yeah, you got to switch your back and forth. Tear everything out of the westbound and completely do it from one end to the other. Switch you back over on the westbound lane and do the other side. <laughs> yep. It's like they did 67 yeah. 167. I, I, my heart does bleed for you. Oh, I know. It's it's yeah. going to be. Because that's what, when we go test drive a big truck or something other, and we need to drive it 20, 30 miles, that's the way we go. We go I Less send them, traffic that yeah, way, yeah. I send them to Arkadelphia or I send them to Malvern or somewhere yeah. And tell them, you know, tell them go drive it at least 30 miles one way, then turn around and come back. Because yeah. a lot of these DVF systems, you have to go drive them once you get them cleaned. You have to go drive them, let them run a regen, run it down the road. And, and that's why, and that was our favorite spot because you can get on the interstate and there's, you know, there's always traffic on it, but you could, it was Not always really moving. Bad, yeah. yeah. Not moving now. No. Nope. It's going to slow down. And don't, and I'll tell you something else, don't believe. Don't believe the signs they put up and they say we'll be finished. In May of next, you know, four, in four years from now, what is that, uh, 1923? It's going to be done May of, of 2023. You might want to add 12 months to that. Or 30-30 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it's supposed a, It's a severe penalty if they go over their days. Well. Like $80,000 a day. Okay. We'll see if it happens. What were you telling us about, Russell? Like we, you know, we work on the Sprinter vans now. Mercedes-Benz Sprinters. We've been working on quite a few of them, and I got my software so I can go in and do all my stuff, my Mercedes-Benz stuff. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about, you know, driving to Malvern or driving to Arkadelphia. There's drive test in there now that you have to drive a solid 60 minutes at above 50 miles an hour. A solid six to do a drive test. No, don't go to Memphis. Yeah, it's a solid 60 minutes. <laughs> you don't want to drive down 40 in Memphis. You're never going to hit 50 miles an hour probably. But usually going south, you don't really run into a whole lot of traffic on 30. Usually once you get out of Benton, it kind of opens up for the most part. Yeah. It, yeah it, unless until, it's 5 o'clock Until in the they start digging out the bridges. Yeah, when they start all that, yeah. it, it, it's going to throw a wrinkle in it. But it is what it is, Dave. Kind of like y'all up there going back and forth at home, you and Joe. Yeah. You, just get, you got used to it. it. The day that they opened up those other lanes, I got to tell you, it was like shafts of sunlight shine <laughs> down out of heaven for us. Well, look at you know how look at Highway seventy out here. You know, yeah, that crew that did that, you know, they they got it done pretty quick, and it's oh, it's, it's great. It's, it's like a racetrack down through there now. That was a pun, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's where you're usually going when you're driving <laughs> down that road. Is you're going to the track? It's Nice. They just they just finished up running what, last weekend, didn't they? This past Saturday. Yeah. yeah, they just finished running. I feel sorry for the winner of the Derby here not getting to run in the in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Because you could have finished second, still finished what, first. What is the? <laughs> that's what. I, what did the, did the horse actually do? I've I've seen the. It cut another. He cut another horse off. I think. It should have been Inter- just let go. Interference. Because yeah. that track was sloppy. Yeah, it was, it was sloppy, all over the place. I don't, you don't even know if you could see yeah. out there. You know? And he pulled in front of another horse, and you could see the horse behind him, his front legs kind of got. He had to woe up. In, yeah, in, in the horse in front. But that horse wasn't going to win no matter what. It wasn't pulling up on him. Yeah. He was starting to flag. And the one that finished second. Wound up first. 69 to one odds. 
Yeah, can you imagine having five thousand dollars on that day? But, but can you imagine going? I'm gonna bet on that horse just for giggles, and yeah. then all of a sudden, you know, ten dollar bet pays you know five six thousand dollars. Yeah, it was paying at what was it six thirty one or something. Like that? $134. Yeah. $135. Yeah. That's wow. a lot of money, man. But here's the key. They're 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 questioning again the guy who the, the, the steward said that he had to give up first is that he's challenging that ruling. Yes. Now what did they put all the money in escrow and nobody's getting their money until <laughs> until they 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 get done deciding who is the true winner? Who done what? I mean, uh, <coughs> but but they said that the, the 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 first plate well the first place horse that got kicked out that he's repealing the yeah the whatever. He's, he's appealing it all it's kind of like being that cop in over here in, in little rock you know <laughs> four guys that were above him said he wasn't responsible uh or was 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 in his rights to do what he did as a police officer and should keep his job and then the chief says, no, he fired him on Monday at 8 o'clock in the morning. And he's going to challenge that, and I'd challenge it too. Yep. How does one, well, he's the chief, and then have the mayor say that, well, I don't make any decisions on hiring or firings. Can I? <coughs> yes. All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's a, wow. That is the way it works. <laughs> He, you you tell me a mayor couldn't call up the chief of police say I don't think you should fire that guy. And the mayor can fire and, him. Yeah, you know, yeah, he can fire him. He's the one that hires him. And the phone lines are lighting up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but but unbelievable. There again, Dave, with our new mayor. You know, we have a new mayor, Tom Farmer. Yeah. And then Brian has a new mayor. You yeah. know, Alan Scott. And you know, just think of what they're walking into with all this interstate mess out here. You know, this is going to happen. And I'm telling you, the thing that they're running into that I think is going to be a big mess for them is medicinal marijuana. I, I was, that's I, what I everybody's talked talking of, about. Them. I talked to both of them. We're, we're cutting a segment out of our interview with Tom Farmer. Uh, we're going to play it tomorrow with J.R. Davis and say, here's what mayors are saying. And he didn't just say it. County judge said it. Another city mayor said it. They're not getting any direction from the state. Not getting no help. No, no Which direction. Which way we're going to go to. Yeah, no direction. I mean, how do you prove somebody's under the influence without doing a blood test? Yes. And how much of it, of being under the influence do you have to be before you're under the influence of marijuana? Yeah, without doing a chemical test. That's yeah. correct. I, You know, it's going to be... They're leaving a lot of stuff unanswered for There's these guys. There's a lot of gray area. It's that gray this. area where they can go either, either way they want to go with it, you know, depending on the situation. It's going to be interesting. That's all I can say. All right, let's get a break in, uh, see if David Lucas can make it here on the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right. David Lucas is almost here. I think he's on Airlane Drive right now. He's coming up here as soon as we get him in here and sit him down. Uh, he'll be ready to talk about Social Security. And i got to tell you what, the whole thing about Social Security is that you got to spend some time understanding the process that you're going to enter into because it can be very, very challenging. Now, you said that you're going to see David tomorrow at 4? Yeah, I got an appointment with him at 4. Okay. And, you know, I'll be 62 in July. 
So I felt like that <clears throat> I need an expert on the Social Security and retirement. I yeah. got some questions and things like that. And uh, I, I just figured that, you know, talk to the expert about it, and uh, I'll be doing that tomorrow at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But I want to tell you what. He knows about Social Security like you guys know about cars. That's why I'm going to see him. I mean, he is really, really good. And uh, hey, he just pulled up. I I got him here. He's, no, he's here now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he got all turned around with his GPS. And that's understandable. That can be. It kept taking him around the block at South Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hang a right, hang a right, hang a right. Yeah. He'd be back where he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There he is. Okay. So David Lucas. He's made it. David Lucas is here. Hey, he it looks like you, hey, David, it looks like you swam in. Did you swim in today? <laughs> now, have a seat. We're, we're going live on the air right now. Grab your headphones right there. Those are yours. We're getting them all set in here now. There we go. There, there, oh, there you go. go. Good to have you. got a fancy set up here. Glad yeah. you're here, man. This Ooh. is very cool. Joe was telling me tomorrow he's seeing you at 4 o'clock. Oh, okay. Good. I did hear that on coming in, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we've got a packed day tomorrow. Here's what he said. He made the statement that, you know, he's 62. Now, he's a little bit out from Social Security unless he decides he wants to go early, uh, you know, at 62, which I highly would say don't do it. Wait till you at least are, like myself, 66. Full retirement age. Yeah, get into full retirement and, and do it that way. But you've got, uh, you've got some more of your uh, uh, meetings coming up. What next? Uh, what, yeah, what, here's what actually, Dave, I bought, there's the curriculum. It's a lot fancier okay. than the old book. You can wow. see I actually wrote that curriculum. And oh, so cool. It's, yeah, it's uh, a little bit more fancy than the uh, old black and white one. So, oh, I like this. Yeah, this is yeah, great. It's nice. It's, a, it's a re- great information. Let me pull up the actual dates here for you real quick. Yeah, but the GPS, it's taking me in circles. I'm glad I called. I, so hold on here, David. Like, right. He's getting uh, everything set up here. Yeah, trying he's to. a little bit. He's, he's, un, he's under the, he was underwater here. Just oh, it, it, it is literally flooding out there. I don't know if you, did you hear the emergency broadcast come across. It, well, no. it did. You didn't know. But yeah. for about a minute, you couldn't hear you guys because they were doing the emergency broadcast. Oh, God, all kinds of flash flooding. Oh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's. Everywhere. Uh, so we've got, of course, uh, Tuesday, May 14th, actually. That's next, next week. Yeah, yeah it's, and that's in the evening. And then we've also got Friday, May the 17th. Those are a little short notice, but we have just a few spots remaining in that. Uh, and they're both that, they're both at 6 o'clock, is that right? That I'm pulling it up just to double. Yep, 6 o'clock. And uh, we okay. take about a 10-minute break in between. And we've had over 500 people successfully complete the maximizing Social Security class. Good over the last three years. So it's a, it's a. We always get a. We ask for feedback at the end. We do a goals worksheet at the beginning, and then a, we ask you to grade us how we did, how I did, and we always get the. I'm proud to say A A pluses. So we've we get tremendously good feedback. And quite frankly, it's information, Dave, that they could never get from the uh, Social Security Administration. Yeah, that, that's sad. I mean, I'm just being honest. It's sad that you can call the Social Security uh, folks and not get the information that you desperately need. And luckily, I have this guy I know that knows so much about Social (laughs) Security that I called him and asked him some questions. And he suggested that I wait till 70, but I decided I was going to take it at, at 66 for the simple reason 
that I don't know if I'm going to live to be 70. Well, Dave, don't say that. <laughs> I just, that, is, uh, that is one break even is one thing, and that's what most people think about. But I can tell you there is no one-size-fits-all strategy uh, because you tie in taxation. For instance, many people listening don't know that up to 85%, Dave, you can find, and this is a real gotcha for many people, up to 85% of their Social Security benefits can be subject to ordinary income tax. Wow. And for many people, this is a real surprise, and this can be avoided, not for everybody, but that's why you can't just say, wait to full retirement age or wait to 70 or I'm going to take it at 62 because you have to take into consideration taxation, what your other assets you've saved for retirement. There's a lot of different variables there. Yeah, David is the Obi-Wan Kenobi of Social Security, all right? He knows what he talks about, and he's been doing this how many years now? Uh, well, the Social Security classes, we started about three years ago. Yeah. So, like I said, we've had over 500 attendees to the class. You and know, and you've, you've seen this uh, process from every kind of angle that you can possibly see it from. Yeah, I had a very prominent person come in the office. Obviously, I'm not going to say their name. And uh, they said, hey, I've been to the Social Security Administration three different times, David, and I get three different answers. And I go online, and it's confusing. And Oh, my God. It's within, unbelievable. Within confusing. 15 minutes, we had a conversation. Uh, we we file on our client's behalf, so that's part of I forgot to bring you the, the written services timeline of what we do. One of the things, not only do we help them with estate planning, but we file their Social Security once we determine what strategy they have. Uh, I've acquired a tax practice, so we do the tax preparation and the tax planning. So we do, and there's a big difference, Dave, between talking about taxation and Social Security. There's a big difference between tax preparation, which is important. That's typically what your CPA is doing, recording history. But if you truly want to save money, it takes tax planning, and it mm-hmm. takes a lot more than just showing up on April the 15th. So taxation of Social Security is big. I've run the numbers 100 different times in 100 different ways, and I can tell you that it's a shock for many people. They find four, five, 6000 a year of their Social Security being taken in taxes, and they can run out of money. As I said, I've run the net math several years earlier, and for some people this could have been avoided. All right. You keep your thoughts. We'll take a break. We'll come back after the news. David Lucas is here. David Lucas Financial, you hear him every Saturday, 10 o'clock. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. David Lucas is here, the guru for financial planning uh, and the guru as far as uh, uh, Social Security goes. So if you got a question, uh, you can call in, and David will take that i'm writing down a number right now that's all i can do I won't, yeah that's I won't, the one they want to call yeah, yeah 60, I gotta, 90. if you want to go and you got a call today i'm going to tell you right now you need to call right now uh to get a seat during one of these uh you know maximizing social security uh uh what do we? What do we? It's a, it's a it's a workshop. It's a two-hour workshop. workshop. It's not a sales event. We have about right. a ten-minute uh, break in between. You can see Dave this curriculum here. Uh, I don't know if you can post that on it, take a picture, and stick it on your Facebook page or something. But that's the actual uh, very nice curriculum that we've written, and it, uh, we, it it's real information that is applicable to the listener. Uh, 
Social Security for the average American is 40% of their income in retirement. So it's very important. It is the foundation of your retirement income plan. And if you don't get it right, it can be costly. I gave the example of the person, what I didn't have a chance to share, share before the break, they went to the Social Security Administration three times. They looked online, couldn't get their information. And part of the uh, the DLF Retirement Advantage or the Retirement Advantage Roadmap, we looked at their Social Security and Dave, for them, it was over eighty thousand three hundred and forty dollars. Wow! That would have been missed, right? Extra and above and beyond. And in his situation, that's eighty. That's eighty thousand dollars, Dave. Over eighty thousand dollars. So we see that. We see that uh, quite often. So well, it's very people- important that people understand. You got to take this seriously. You don't just willy nilly claim. Yeah, people talk to me, and I, 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 I tell them you could literally be losing hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they go, oh, come on. And I go, wait a second. Let's just take a, for instance here, let's say you uh, take your Social Security uh, at uh, 62. You're going to lose a certain percentage of uh, the total amount, and then multiply that by how many, uh, you know, how many uh years you're you're living after you retire and it adds up to a whole lot of money in a whole short period of time and it can dave and and sometimes taking it early though going back to not there is no one size fits all i see affluent people that it oftentimes or what i want to say they've got they've saved more means right for retirement sure that it actually makes sense for them to take it at 62 some people it makes sense at 70 some they can have their cake and eat it too with uh, what's called the uh, uh, filing a restricted application, if you're if one of the spouses prior to December 31st of 2015 turns 62, that's the biggest thing we see that's missed that people just don't know about, and they are going into the local office and not getting the right information. You've got they, there's the upcoming dates. Okay. These are available, and if they call today, we'll we'll waive the tuition uh, for the upcoming classes next week. Okay, it's so normally 20 bucks a, uh, a ticket yeah. Let me give you so, the for, for the workbook. Yeah, if you want to call in today and get yourself set up on one of these seats, it's 501-653-6690, 501-653-6690. You said it's about two hours long, right? It is with a 10-minute uh, a, a break in between. It's at the Retirement of Andrew University, which is at our new location off Maumel Boulevard. So we purely educational. They'll get a lot of good information that they can take away. We cover in this workbook, we cover, and I'm actually meeting with the guy that did this today, and we're adding some things for 2019 because these were kicking off the 2019 classes. Okay. Uh, But we cover, of course, what is full retirement age. You were talking about that. Benefits for spouses, uh, benefits for divorced spouses, widows, widowers. Working while you receive benefits, that's that earnings test. There's a lot of confusion about when can you work and not get penalized. Let me just put it this way. If you'll go, if you take your your, reti- your Social Security after your full retirement age to take Social Security, for me it's 66, all right? So I, I applied about a week after I turned 66. I started getting my Social Security uh, in March. I'm still working full time. I am not punished for working full time. That's exactly right. If you, if in fact, if you take it for every year you take it before, or that you take it prior to full retirement age, for every two dollars you earn above roughly eighteen thousand dollars, 
they'll reduce your benefit by a dollar. Uh, another thing we cover in is taxation of benefits. Dave, this is one of the big Social Security gotchas where I mentioned you could pay taxes on up to 85% of your Social Security benefits. And the thing is, when the tax bill hits, it can be too late to do anything about it. And so now the money that somebody was counting on could be a fraction of what they thought it was going to be. Right. And that's why it's important to always say your best defense is an informed mind to get educated and understand how all this works and how it ties in with your particular situation when it comes to an yeah, income plan and taxation different. and all these different pieces of the puzzle that fit together. Very, very important. Taxes on Social Security. There are many people here that are listening that could have can avoid taxation on their Social Security with the right planning. So important. All right. And you're going to find out all of that with uh, the whole thing with this maximizing Social Security that David does. And uh, to get in on Tuesday, May 14th at 6 p.m. or Friday, May 17th at 6 p.m. Here's the number to call again, 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690. So register online. Uh, it is a 24-hour uh, reservation line that they offer to you, so register right now. 501-653-6690. And how, how do they uh, keep from paying that $20? Well, actually, they'll need to call the office right now. Uh, I, there is a code. I can't recall what it is. Lindsay or Clay or Scott or Melissa to somebody in the office. They take the call if they call right now. And they'll know, hey, I heard, they know I'm on the air right now. Yeah, so Dave okay. Dave Ellswick said, and they'll get it taken care of. Let's just say after, I'll go, I'm, I'm actually headed back to the office, so we'll put Ellswick. So if they go tonight uh-huh. at davidlucasfinancial.com, davidlucasfinancial.com, you'll, you, it won't work now, but use the promo code. When you go to checkout, it'll say $20 a ticket. Put in Ellswick, and we'll get that set up where it will waive their fee, and they can go ahead and okay. reserve their spot. But we literally have just a few, a handful of spots. So tonight. Well, this goes fast, man. This, yeah. We well, we sold. The, oh, yeah. Uh, every, every one of these class. Like I said, we've had over 500 people go through the class over the last uh, few years. And we've made a lot of revisions. You can see brand new curriculum here. And I'm really excited. We have a good time. We It's uh, very informative. Make it a little entertaining, too, because some people think it's a boring subject. But we have a good time. It's boring until you start getting the checks and you're not getting as much as you think you should. Yeah, and that's what then I said. It doesn't a real gotcha. get boring anymore. No, not at all. Yeah, you wish you had maybe spent a little bit more time. He's got an article here, and the, the first mistake it says that you can make about getting your Social Security is something that I know very well, all right? And that is assuming that the Social Security Administration, the people who are supposed to know what they're talking about, don't know what they're talking about a lot of times. The employees are not experts about the rules for claiming your benefits. In fact, there are certain questions if you ask them, they won't even try to answer. Well, they're technically, Dave, forbidden to give you any personalized advice. So you really are totally on your own unless you get with somebody that understands uh, the ins and outs of Social Security. I spent a lot of time studying it. Uh, Hundreds of hours studying it, obviously, and uh, I feel like we have a—I don't know it all. I certainly don't claim that, but we can always get an answer. But we we can answer the majority of the questions in the class. 
Okay, so yeah. if this this article talks about the, the healthcare series, journal. Yeah, they talk yeah. about the Senate Special Committee on Aging held a hearing on the findings of uh, you know what the Social Security Administration people knew and didn't know and things of that nature. Uh, and the commission's conclusion was a scathing criticism aimed at the Social Security Administration for providing misinformation online and in its offices. Simply put, the conclusion of the COA report and the Senate hearing is that claimants routinely receive inconsistent advice, misinformation, and are often not informed about the options available to them. And in, last but not least, that can be non-negotiable. In other words, you'll not be able to go back and, and change because somebody gave you bad information. Now, then again, this is a, an article I wrote in the Healthcare Journal last year. You can read, actually, mistake number uh, two, believing you can change your claiming strategy after making your initial choice. Due to some changes in the law, Dave, it's a much shorter time period that you can go back. It's now a year. You could used to do it at any time and go back and pay the money back and redo the claiming strategy. Now time is of the essence. So very, very important that people understand that. Uh, and I think in a mistake number three, I put in this article, not understanding how working can affect your Social Security benefits. We talked about that. That's the earnings test. That's why I didn't take uh, my Social Security early. Because you're still working. Yeah, I'm still yeah. working and intend to work until at least 70. Maybe or, maybe eighty or or until <laughs> Lynn, we don't want we don't want until you to go. Until Dyer tells me I have to quit. <laughs> Not taking into consideration survivor benefits. That's another big mistake, Dave. Uh, there's many people that maybe they're divorced. This happened to me, a client, and literally she told me he passed away like a year ago, Dave. And I said, well, do you know that he passed away? You can be collecting right now and still be letting your benefits earn delayed retirement credit. You don't affect your benefit. This is a survivor benefit yeah. off an ex-spouse. He died, and you could be collecting right now. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is I see this kind of thing often, and people just don't know. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they're leaving money on the table. Yeah. And what is Dave Ellswick's number one rule? I, Lynn, Lynn Dyer knows this. Never leave any money on the table. Well, you want to get back that's every I, nickel that's, that's rightfully yours. By. You paid that's in right. FICA. Think about it. If you started working at your first job. 13. Okay, you were 13. I was 16. I was at JoJo's Barbecue in Jacksonville. I remember the job well. I, I emptied buckets of grease for hours on end and the big brisket, the thing smoking the brisket. I, you were pro- I know you were making less. Your first job, I was making three-something an hour. But you think about it. I was paying. You're at your first, what were you doing at 13, Dave? I was cleaning apartment buildings. And you were doing what? You were paying FICA taxes. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember for, getting a check and going, what is FICA? <laughs> so everybody listening here has paid into the system. If you've earned a, moderate, uh, a modest income, you've paid in a lot of money. If you've made above average income, you've paid in hundreds of thousands of dollars in this system. And so you really, it's all about getting back every nickel that's rightfully yours. And it's not, as you alluded to that uh, study that was done, the Senate Committee on Aging and the Government Accountability Office, uh, the results were not good. No. And it's nothing against anybody that's listening that even works for the Social Security Administration. It's almost like the VA. The problem is much bigger than one in that there's plenty of good people in the VA system, healthcare professionals. Oh, AOC says there's nothing wrong with it. Oh. <laughs> but the, it's the government, people. Uh, you, when it's a large bureaucratic uh, machine, yep. 
it's prone to these kind of things. So it's, it's you, you've got to empower bend. yourself. It does not bend well for certain people's particular problems. Well, I mean, it's uh, you ever been to the DMV? I mean, they just it's they're not real customer service oriented, right? No, <laughs> so, yeah. All right, keep it thought uh, where you're at. We're going to come back talk a little bit more. Five zero one. If you want to go to this class on Tuesday, May 14th, or Friday, May 17th, both of them are at 6 p.m. They're held at the Retirement Advantage uh, University at 9792 Maumel Boulevard in North Little Rock. Just a mile off the interstate there, exit 12 in Maumel. All right, 501-653-6690. A final break, and then we'll be back to finish up today's show. All right, back with you talking Social Security. Uh, you're sitting out there and going, ah, I'm, I'm 35. Let me tell you what. You can't learn this stuff soon enough to keep from losing money, as far as I'm concerned. And that's why take the time to you know, maybe go through this maximize Social Security. I'll tell you the one that I think you really you need to get into is to have him do a, a tax analysis for you. Yeah, well, that all ties in. But, David... Uh, Dave, that's all right. Uh, w- one of the things I said is earlier that you don't want to rely on a one-size-fits-all strategy. The, the timing of when you claim your benefits impacts more than the amount you receive in just your Social Security benefits. So, for instance, your decision could also trigger higher taxes. Yeah, it could double. Get this: double your Medicare premiums. And then it could cause you to forfeit a small fortune in spousal benefits. So in some cases, claiming Social Security benefits early, this is what I was talking about earlier, could yield far more income when you consider your benefits, taxes, etc., which is contrary to traditional thinking. That's why I'm saying that's one of the biggest mistakes is people rely on one-size-fits-all strategy. Well, you can because my neighbor to my neighbor took it at 62. It sounds good. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Well, do your neighbor and your mother or whoever – is totally different than maybe what you should do. So I think it's important. Yeah, do that they live a life that. just like yours? I doubt it. I doubt that. Spous- Seriously, spousal benefits. I know we're running short on time. Another one, according to U.S. News, and I quote: "Most people don't understand how to make the most out of their Social Security spousal benefits. There's so many variables. It's easy to lose out on thousands of dollars in benefits every year that are rightfully." Yours. That was an article that I was reading just before the show on U.S. News. So it's titled Your Spousal Benefits Could Be at Risk. Let me explain something about that. Uh, When I was figuring out about taking my Social Security, uh, Linda was sitting right there, and I had it on speakerphone so that she could hear in case I didn't catch something and she wanted to ask a question. And uh, we were talking, and the lady brought out of nowhere said, Mrs. Ellswick, are you ready to take your spousal benefits? Uh, Linda. (laughs) And she said, well, what, I get benefits? I haven't even worked hardly. And she goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, let me, hold on. And you could hear her using the calculator in the background. And she goes, "Uh, you're open for a little over $1,250 a month. Here's the way that works, Dave. If you... Let's say somebody listening right now, their full retirement age is $2,500. As long as you've turned yours on, the spouse, even if they have not earned their own lifetime credits, they uh-huh. don't qualify for their own. If they wait to the spouse, their full retirement age, they get half 
in this case 1250 of the spouse's full retirement age benefit. So and that's it's designed to help people that did the hard work, stayed at home, took care of the kids. Maybe they didn't work that's 10 years in the traditional workforce. Uh, but she so, worked, yeah. I'll tell you that much. She worked and anyway, it was uh it was an eye opener for her. She was all, you know, cuz here's what felt for her. She felt like that she was helping in the household now bringing money to the table too. You know, she she thought she's not going to have any money. I was, everything would be dependent upon whatever I was bringing in, and that's not the case. No, no. no the, even if she, since she didn't qualify, you said she didn't qualify for own benefits because she didn't work full 10 not, years? Yeah, I don't yeah. think so, yeah. Yeah, you got to work with 40 credits or 10 years, basically. You can earn a credit per quarter to qualify for your own benefits. So, But that's, and you tie that in with some other, I don't want to call them loopholes, but things that are missed, and that's where... Uh, you can really miss out on some big benefits. Yeah, we don't have time the, to get at it here, but yeah, I think if I miss out on twelve, she missed out twelve hundred and fifty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. That adds up real fast. Well, I've seen where they can collect the spousal and then later turn on their full benefit at seventy. Some people listening will qualify for that, and they had no idea, and they're just leaving money on the table. Wow! All right, we're out of time. I'm sorry. They can go to davidlucasfinancial.com tonight, register for one of the upcoming classes, and they can use Ellswick, and we'll make That's sure it. that waves the, the cost. special code. It's, you know, if you have your Commander Cody ring. Yeah, but it won't work now. Ring. It'll be a few hours because right. we've got to get back and plug it in. E-L-S-W-I-C-K. Don't forget Ellswick. the phone number, 501-653-6690. Thanks, David, for Thank you. It's a real pleasure. Hey, tomorrow, don't forget about the show, J.R. Davis in the first hour. You'll want to hear that. Four o'clock, though. Senator Kim Hammerer, State Senator Bob Ballinger, Robert Steinbach, and we will deconstruct the latest, last general session that went on. Good, bad, and different, we'll tell you, tomorrow, 4 o'clock hour, Dave Ellswick Show. Have a great evening. Stay dry. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.